powered by the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Alec Bradley Lonesight Studios in Azle, Texas. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 117. Tonight, we welcome Hector Alfonso of Espinosa Cigars for our annual Wazona Palooza pregame show. And as always, Primetime Special Edition sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar Dinner in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobacco that have been carefully hand-selected and well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend the balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, manufacturing at agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo Steak Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the new Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And I want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Aganorsa Leaf, great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because it's a distinctive flavor of our Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists in the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of our JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Cosmic Review, there was leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastar Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Carojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Carojo leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Carojo Puro, San Andreas Maduro, Ecuadorian Connecticut Jade, Cameroon, or Bono wrapper representing the Golden Age of Scars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco. The legacy is tasted in every drawer. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. Available on iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And be sure to check out the new beta version coming out, um, which is already out, I believe. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Thursday Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Special Edition 117. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Will Cooper, I'm back in the Perdomo Scott Studios on the Black Stage and uh, joined by my good friend and uh, co-host and colleague, Mr. Bear DePlissy from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios. Bear, what's going on? Oh, not much, Coop. Welcome back. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I just want to say before we get started, I actually turned down a really substantial large offer from a very reputable cigar company to continue podcasting with you on an on a every other week basis. 
I am living the dream coop and you are the dream. Congratulations. Well, Bear, thank you so much. It, mean, it means a lot that, you know, I know you, the offers were, were, you were considering a lot of these offers and they were, they were, they were flying. They in were substantial and, and they, they were, were substantial. They were, they were substantial, they were but, but, but you have made your commitment um, to the primetime show. And of course, keeping LO so for more takes going. Strong. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so. So, yeah, uh, we appreciate it. our sponsors, our, our, our friends all appreciate it as well, because uh, we know the offers were coming in left and right on that. <laughs> I am. Yes, I am living the dream and, and you are part of it. Thank you so much. And thank thanks you. to our audience. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we kind of get into the intro, segment, let's just bring in our, our other good friend here um, tonight for um, tonight's Lozona Palooza pregame show. Uh, he is the one and only Hector Alfonso, director of operations of Espinosa Scars. Hector, welcome back to primetime again. Just call me Mr. Met. Just happy to be here. Yeah. Baseball is in the air. Yeah. It's uh, Lazona Palooza is in the air, which yeah. is really, yeah. usually a November thing. But yeah. uh, glad to be here. Always a pleasure to be on your show. And I, unfortunately, have no offers. So I will be standing pat on a <laughs> lifetime contract that yeah. I signed 10 years ago without an agent. Yeah. Uh, Should have known better, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I am the Cal Ripken of the cigar industry. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to go out as the oh, Cal Ripken. Oh, I like that. I like that. that yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2,181 days consecutively played. That's going to be me. That's so anyway, I'm glad to be here. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you guys. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Amber. Thank you. Hey, I'll get this right out of the way real quick because uh, I want to really get on to the show, uh, what we're going to do. But I want to just, again, I want to thank you guys. Uh, I want to thank our audience and everyone who's reached out to me. Over the past week, uh, you guys especially um, were incredible last week. Uh, so thank you guys. Um, you, I think you guys were one among the first I told after after family. Um, and, and and I I knew you guys would be there for me when I needed it. So thank you guys, um, and I appreciate it. And I thank you to everybody. Um, if I haven't gotten back to you, you know, just be patient. I'm I'm going to try to connect as many people as possible. So thank you. Of course, Coop. It's our yeah, pleasure. No, no problem. But we're gonna, but, but I'm back, back in the race here, and we're gonna be talking cigars. I'm sure we're gonna hit some baseball. And I would hope so. I yeah, would hope we're, so. Gonna, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight. So, um, and, I, and I've been looking forward to this show. Uh, obviously, um, I won't be at Lazona Palooza this year, uh, given my situation and everything. And uh, so but, I have an, I have an empty chair in my office with your name on it, which well, nobody will put in. I know. So you know what's funny? We're doing, we're doing primetime tomorrow night um because aaron's going on vacation so we wanted to get primetime in tomorrow night so thursday night's gonna be weird is uh you know because i'm it was is gonna be kicking off that's the kickoff night it's always an exciting night and uh there's gonna be something definitely missing so uh yeah i'm looking forward to just living living it through i'll be on social media checking everything out uh you guys will own it the next few days so yeah that's um, that's that's what we do that's our goal so the, that's and that's what I think a really good thing about Lizona Palooza, and we'll get into it a little more, is that you know you can live this on social media, um, and it's not like you know I, I like the TAA, you know, getting information out of the TAA is like, you know, it's like trying to get information from a third world country. Well, well oh, I'm sorry. here's what I get. Here's what I get out of the TAA. I get I get airport pictures, and I get pictures of people by the bar, um, and maybe smoking a cigar occasionally, but I get no information. What's going on? Unless I ha- unless I like basically twist someone's arm, so I don't have to do that with Lazona Palooza because 
that's uh, it's a much more social event, but it's a different event than TAA. I'm picking on TAA a bit, but there is uh, there's a, di- a complete it's a completely different event here. So, um, but we have a couple of things before housekeeping things we got to do before we get into things tonight. Um, so Bear, why don't we? What we got to do is we got to do the, we got to do uh, the pick of your smoke. And then we'll do tonight's mm-hmm. contest, which I don't have a picture of, by the way. So this is going to be fun. So, so Jesus bear, Christ, uh, people can't get hashtags right. And you want them to use their imagination on what the prize will be. Oh, I had a, I had Gosh, the hashtag man. thing. Is, we we might have screwed the hashtag thing up on the last show. I'll have to tell you about that after. But I kind oh, of goodness. I kind of flexed it a little. I think we might have said two different hashtags on the last show inadvertently. So I just counted both. Uh, I didn't disqualify anyone. Um but gotcha. I think we, yeah, either I said it, I don't know, but there were two different hashtags and a lot of people were using two different ones. And uh, I didn't, so I just counted them both. Um, and the winner was uh, Skip, uh, not Skip Martin. Um, why am I forgetting? Skip? Yeah, Havke won, won the prize last week. So. If I, if, hope, Skip, I hope I'm saying, pronouncing your last yeah, name correctly. Yeah, I just... yeah. yeah. Uh, with Skip, Skip Martin wouldn't have been eligible. So, Bear, let's, uh, I know you're going to have Hector pick your cigar tonight. What do we have to choose from tonight? How do you know that I'm going to let Hector pick it? I'm your guest. I mean, come you on. Always the guest always pick. <laughs> is Hector a guest or is he just like? A... I mean, at this point, Hector's just family, right? Um, That's of course, true. Of, of course, Hector is. Uh, Hector is family, absolutely. Hector, it would, I, 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 you know, listen, I, I do this for every show, so, but I really, I really do enjoy doing this this exercise with Hector because I, I think he actually, I think he actually puts a lot of thought into it when I give him these choices and. I really like his stuff. So here we go. Without further ado, I've got some products you might be familiar with. Uh, so this is from um, this is the Four Star Society, made for Binnies exclusively. Oh, very nice. oh someone hooked you up. Yeah. Uh, Richie, Richie, Carol, he's watching now. He's smiling from ear to yeah. ear. That is uh, that is well. Richie had a lot to do with that, but uh, Mr. Jack Tarania was the one who uh, gifted me this wonderful scar. Nice, uh, nice. That you, good job, good job, Jack. Yeah. I can't do an Espinosa show without having the absolute staple, the Espinosa Habano. Here we go. Um, I also got something, a nice little gem from our, from my new friend and y'all's great friend, uh, Alan over at Caribbean cigars in Miami sent me this incredible box. Of course I paid for it, but he sent me this incredible box. You didn't have to do that. Uh, I know you paid for it. If Alan said Espinosa (laughs) crema, but it's the box press Toro. That cigar is so good, and it's it. We just released it a couple Alan of weeks. Could, ago. Alan couldn't find them the night we were there. Yeah, he, uh, he got yeah, he got him able... in the next day, and I was his very first phone call because he's the man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he gets I would that start right off... out. Oh, sure, of course. Alan yeah. gets door to door service. I mean, listen, <laughs> I will tell you this. Just a little little drop a little note on you. We came out with a Espinosa Habano Rubido, that six by forty six is. You love that blend so much. I think that's going to be right up your alley. Nice. Uh, Alan's got it. He's the first one who's got it. Everybody else will get shipping it. We'll be shipping it tomorrow before Lizona Palooza starts. But I would start with the box press door. Okay. Well, I have one other. I have got one, but I'll, I'll oh, definitely I'm start sorry, with that. Wait, there's four? The, the, there's four. I think he's going so Lizona doesn't happen every day. Like, let's, okay. just, let's just be honest. Okay. So Lizona Palooza doesn't happen every day. The knuckle sandwich Maduro. I would still go. I would go knuckle sandwich second, but I would definitely go with the box press. Crack, yes. Cracking yeah. the box. Cracking Crack the, the box. box Crack the go. box. Here. Yeah, you that's can't go wrong. Guys. You couldn't go wrong with any of those. I, honestly, they're great. All that's great my stuff. that's my favorite in the in the Connecticut line. Nice, the line. nice. And this is this is fitting since Shaq's unable to join us tonight. I mean, like, 
Well, we got it. It's according yeah. to Richie. It came out of Richie's humidor. So, <laughs> Jack. I no, no, no. I meant the, the Espinosa Crema. That's like his. Oh, the Crema. Oh, the guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's his jam. Like, is it true that when Jack joined the company, the uh, the supply of the Espinosa Cremas went down like the first year? Like, you guys were sure. Uh, he said, he I admitted would, to that. He yeah. I would. I will tell you that Eric, uh, yeah, it, it uh, hey, bro, uh, <laughs> bro, can't you can't you smoke bundles? Smoke some bottle. Smoke some bottle. Smoke some bundles, bro. Smoke the bundle. You know, that, kinetic, the kinetic, <laughs> that Connecticut rapper is getting expensive, bro. Bro, come on. Yeah, let me educate you. Then. Let me educate you on the price of that Habano. Uh, Habano. <laughs> I'm stoked. Uh, I'm stoked about this Hector. This is fantastic. I'm stoked. Nice. There you go. Nice. Nice. Uh, God, that's gorgeous, man. Check a look at this. It, really it just look that just looks great in the box press, man. That's just fantastic. That's beautiful. And I'll tell you now, now with the release of that one and the release of Rubito, our crema and habano line mirror each other size-wise, all the way across, which is very important to me. I have been trying to get that done since uh since the beginning of time, it seems. I like my I like my Vitolas to, I like to mirror Vitolas across lines. I like that you too, know, it, and, and that's your you core. Know. I mean, that's really the and Espinosa. that's our core. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it carries the Espinosa name, and it's yeah. I I agree. Um, you just need one more piece back with that to complete it. So you need one. More, you got to bring something back for me on that. On the on the on the Chinese, Habano side or in the Chinese on, figure truck? The Maduro oh, from Espinosa. Oh, the Maduro. Oh, uh, well, say, uh, it just uh, you know. Yeah, you'll see, you'll, you'll, the especial. Yeah, you'll see. Good. I love. I really. I, I love. You know, the especial. You know, came out when you guys were promoting Murcielago, and they were both great cigars. I mean, they're both very different cigars, and uh, I I always love the especial. The especial is a specialty cigar. It's very strong. Yeah. It's very spicy. It's very peppery. Uh, it almost the especial would have been perfect as a a six oh one. I think because of the the high amount of pepper and spice. Yeah, I agree. However. Uh, we, we made it an, uh, an Espinosa, you know, a core line, and it is coming back. Uh, I've got probably in the next couple of weeks. You'll see it for sure before the show. But uh, the Especial is uh, it's back, and uh, you know we're 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 not going to make a whole bunch of it during the year because I think you know we have other you know we have other stuff. But it, it's just a little bit too strong, maybe. So it might not get a lot of traction. But you know, for those fifteen percent, twenty percent of the of the cigar smokers who like that high spice. We got something for you. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. It's a great cigar. It really, it really is. Um, you know, so it's good. It's good. I think it's great to see that return. All right. So before we kind of get, we're going to get into what's on a pool in a second, but we do have our contest tonight. Um, sponsored by Tobacco Air USA. Now here's the catch. I don't have a picture of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's free shit, guys. It's free, free shit. That's stuff. what it is. <laughs> okay. Here, here, here's what you're gonna get. Um, it's an H. Upman set. It includes a coffee mug, a hat, um, a lighter, and like a cutter. And then there's some other goodies in there, like matches and there's a little booklet or something, right? So coffee mug, a hat, cutter, lighter. Um, all right. So very simply, okay. This you gotta dress. You gotta dress this up, guys. An A. Chapman coffee mug, a lighter, and a cutter. Some matches, some other thingy. Yep. Some of the, okay. A koozie. This a koozie. is exciting stuff. Okay. A koozie. Um, yeah. A koozie. koozie. Listen, koozie. summer's coming. It's gonna get hot. You want to keep your drink cold. You want that H. Chapman koozie. It's gonna happen. It could be yours tonight, Coop. What's the question? The question is, okay, 
Jeez. The question is, okay, and it's themed H. Upman Nicaragua by A.J. Fernandez and the H. Upman Heritage, which is the the follow-up to that, right? So a good H. Upman question, all right? What was Herman Upman's profession? Who's the namesake of the of of aging of of aging of, of, of H. Upman? Whoa! <laughs> I'm thinking Raphael here. What right. was Herman Upman, who was the namesake of the H. Upman brand? What was his profession like? What was he known for before he got into cigars? Heck, say, heck it, cigar H. maker. Yeah, it's not cigar maker. Okay, you can't right. say cigar maker. I know heck, that's heck, why I said. H. Upman. All right. So and okay. And I'm being very quick. The hashtag is H. Upman. We had a little, we had a little, little, uh, we, we messed up the hashtags last time. So I counted pretty much everybody last time. Was he had it right around? But so, again, for the coffee mug, the hat, uh, the cutter, the lighter. Uh, hashtag who, it, Donald. Hashtag it. Hashtag it. You, you don't want to, you don't want to miss out. All right. Cause I can't believe because they don't make it easy to go through Facebook comments. I'm just telling you. So if I don't see the hashtag, you lose. I, so, all right. And then some folks who've been doing it uh, regularly should know newer folks get hashtag it. Hey, Upman. And uh, these are good price packs, guys. These price packs are, are they're not, we don't, they're not junk provided here. So uh, check it out. And, uh, and uh, make sure again, it is don't the, hashtag the answer. Don't hashtag, hashtag the Chapman. <laughs> do this every week with the hashtag. I'm supposed to have the easiest. In fairness, hey, wait, no, no, no. Let's cut Michael some slack. I honest, I'm sure Michael's a. He's, I'm he's sure a Michael's guy. an avid listener. Yeah, I have oh. not seen his name before, so let's cut Michael some break. Yeah, Tim, the question, Tim Chi was loyal. The question is, what is the profession? Okay. Of Herman Upman was he's he, dead. He's dead. He's girl. dead. Yeah, he's dead. What was the profession of Herman Upman? The name of <laughs> the Ed Chapman brand. It's like a monkey fucking ha- football. You put, the answer, you put the answer and the hashtag H Upman. I don't want to have to do the PowerPoint again. This had a t- <laughs> there is an I, episode where I We're doing a like- good job of fucking this one up, man. Can, I'm we, just can, saying, can, like- I, can I answer it at the very end of the show? You can. You can't win, okay. but you're going to answer yet. I mean, my dad worked there in Cuba, so I know that's the – that I know. Okay, there you got a hint, guys. Oh, hint? you don't – he worked he – worked- at the old yeah, my dad, no, but my dad, wait, wait, but my dad wasn't a tobacco guy. He was like yeah, a, yeah. He was like what Pedro was doing when everybody first met Pedro at Drew State. Yeah. You know, he did some translating. He ran some errands. He, 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 he met. You know, he. What's the word? He, you know, he was. You know, that that first portion you meet uh, when you get to the factory, who kind of introduces you to the stuff. You know, Pedro was kind of like the welcome ambassador when I first met him. You know, yeah, he was, right. We guys, we could go and do some like how some of the other shows do their contests, which are much more complicated. Uh, <laughs> tag so, five friends, tag five friends, uh, follow my page, and take a uh, picture upside down. Th- yeah, th- you I know. just saw I, I, I watermark just saw with the wa- Jay Davis has answered. I fucking lost Jay- it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh so, all right. So, all right. That's it, guys. That was it. <laughs> so, uh, I'll mention it again later in the show for people who join. So, all right. Lozona Palooza is back, Hector. And I know you're very excited this week about, about this. Um, I am. I am so thrilled right. to have Lozona Palooza back. It's, uh, for me, it is just three days of, it's just so much fun, man. It's just three great days of, interaction and socialization and and meeting people and actually no it's 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 a very tough three days for me however it's a very good three days for our company and as a as a loyal company man 
I will put on a brave face for the next three days and take a lot of Xanax, which, which I'll be taking in, in probably in sublingual form, two or three, two or three a day. Right, right. But it's a, it look, listen, it's what a great problem to have that people want to talk to you about the cigars that you blend and the company you're with and yeah and and the things that you've seen i mean there is a lot worse a lot you could have a worse life than that you know what i mean however you know <laughs> based, based on you know 30 on a career that really didn't put me in a good light with the public it's hard to it's hard to get you know it's hard for me however right. this has got to be what i think is our sixth uh it's our sixth one uh you know, we have like a 25% turnover rate every year. We, you know, some people don't come back. Some people come back. A lot of the same faces we'll see. And even though this year we're doing a smaller, more, you know, it's a little more condensed version because, you know, there's still some, still some concerns for COVID. Yeah. Now yeah. the new variant, the new variant is coming across the ocean now, the B1A1 or whatever it's called. Yeah. So listen, uh, you got to be careful, but you know, it's, it's going to be, it's a great three days for our company. It's a great three days for our cigars, and it really, you know, anybody who Google's anybody who Google's or does any kind of social media search on the word cigar, you're going to see us in the next three days. You're going to see us and the yeah. guys at our place and our company, and and that's that's what it's about getting our getting our name out to those who've never heard of us and who are going. Some guy who might just you know Google cigars or search cigars and all of a sudden go who who are these people? What is this going on here? You know, so that's a great thing for us. Right. No, it is. It is. For folks, who, like I said, there are some new folks um, and we constantly have new folks like watching the show or getting new to cigars. For folks who don't know, what, what, how did, what was the genesis of Lazona Palooza? How did this concept start? Well, the, the concept, actually, we talked about this concept probably two years before it started. Look, Eric, Eric likes a big room. Right. He does. He likes a crowd. He's good at it. He's very, he's quite the showman. Uh, he, and Listen, there's no way that I can't, in, in my years with him now, which is now 10 years in February, just passed, I have never seen him not engage somebody that he doesn't win them over. So what, what better outlet for, for Eric than to have, you know, people coming to his warehouse, coming to see our company, his company, and him, you know, talking about, you know, what our, how our brand started, how he started, where we're at. And always at the end of the day, always reminding people that we were a company that grew on social media. You know, we were, when we first started out, you got to remember, we were him, myself, and his son in an 800 square foot warehouse with no product because we had no product. And, you know, he, he invested everything he had to get the company started, to get the company going. And we got it done, like I've always said on every single, on every single podcast I've ever, ever been on. Anywhere, anywhere this company, anything, everything this company has achieved, we've achieved it on his shoulders. That said, we've also achieved it through social media and the people who have become incredible fans of ours, our cigars, of him, of Junior, of, of myself, and then later on who are fans of Jack, who after, through his travels in Toronto and Duran in general now coming with us, Richie, I mean, these are, these are you know, you're for a small company, you have a really pretty strong five-headed monster. And yeah. we, we attract a lot of attention on social media, you know, uh, and, and I am probably the least, you know, I, I'm, I'm the least exposed to that. I'm not a salesperson, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who's very comfortable going to Nicaragua and, and being, in, being in the factory and, you know, being on the floor and, 
and, and working on blends and stuff, not really going to shops. That's not really my strong point. But in the last couple of years, that's something I've developed too, because there are shops that do tend to have clientele that's, and it, it might sound a little negative, but those nerd shops are the shops that the shops that I really do well in. Yeah. Those are the guys who don't want, they don't want to hear a fancy story. They want to hear about the cigar and they want to talk to you about it and why it tastes like that. And they want to hear why we went this direction with that blend and this direction with the other blend. And, you know, we all have our, we all have our things, but this is kind of, this is a thank you to those people who, who got us where we are. So the concept was we should have a party and the party group, it started with it was going to be a local concept but we immediately knew that wasn't going to work since you know uh while we we do very well in the local market we were getting we were getting a lot of we were getting a lot of uh a lot of hits a lot of notice outside uh outside of florida so we started inviting people and it started with uh the first year uh it was a success the next year it grew <coughs> excuse me and year after and every year since then, with the, even with even in the year that we had the COVID, uh, the COVID outbreak that we went virtual, you know, we, we still had a great turnout. You know, so this is an event that people look forward to. We wanted to hold it, hold it last year, like I told you, but uh, we canceled it the year before because just in good, it just we just couldn't. We couldn't live with ourselves. Right. Had something happen to anybody who came. And then when we were ready to do it again in November, another spike came and florida is always the epicenter it seems for COVID because you know let's just face it people are tired of it and floridians are the way floridians are yeah. so we postponed it and, and here we are it's march and we're doing it and we're uh and we're doing it in typical espinosa fashion the food will be great the entertainment will be great and the cigars will be good so i mean you know there's uh there's there's no they're not a bad time to be had by anybody who comes to this event right and and so one thing to come to this event, while you guys don't charge a ticket, anyone just can't walk into this event from, you know. Well, no, I mean, it's not general admission. Right. But uh, we do our best that throughout the year, <clears throat> throughout the year, we, we notice, you know, we're on social media a lot. We notice those people who tag us and who messages us, you know, who message us with photos and, and we see the, we see the interaction. Listen, we have five or six, I mean, six or seven guys who going on their third year. I every saw, yeah, yeah. Host, you know, they have that 365. 365, yeah. I just want you to look at this from a, from a sales perspective. If you're a, a retailer, that's 365 cigars a day. And, and not just one. Some of these guys smoke a couple of cigars a yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's 700, 600, 700 cigars a year. That they're that they're buying, you know, whether it's at a brick and mortar or if you're in a place that doesn't have brick and mortars nearby, that you're using you're using inter the internet sales to, to to get cigars that are posting our cigars, and they're everywhere. They're not just in Florida and New York City. They're everywhere. They're in the middle of Indiana. They're in Ohio. They're in Arkansas. They're in Missouri. They're they're all over the place. You know, how can you how can you you, you thank them by saying, hey, come to this party, you know, get your own hotel, obviously, get your own flight down here. But while you're here for the next three days, you won't buy, you won't pay for a cigar. You won't pay for a drink. You won't pay for a meal. And by the way, you're going to hear some pretty funny stories. You're going to interact with guys that you've probably been chatting with in the Lazona group or in any other, any other of these uh, cigar page groups. And you're going to meet them face to face. And you're going to spend a couple hours talking to a guy that you've been chatting with for years that you've never met. 
So, I mean, that's, that's how it's worked out, and it's been great. Eric, we always worry about the same thing. How are we going to keep these guys entertained? And, and I always tell them the same thing. Being there is the entertainment. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it really is. Um, he, he, he'll agree with me now, after the event, he'll agree with me. And then as the event gears up for next year, well, what do we got to do to entertain these guys? Well, same, we have the same conversation every year. Yeah. And, and it's fine. We'll always find a guest speaker. One year we had the, the, the rap, the, 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 uh, the Cameroon buyer, or the tobacco leaf, the rapper buyer for general. Okay. We did the whole explanation on Cameroon. We came out with Warzone. Uh, a couple of years before that, we had the the CIA operative who was there when they killed uh, who was there when they killed Guevara. That was always, great. He was great. That was yeah. great. Oh my god, that was. Such we a always guess. have somebody there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the virtual, you, we'll talk about. We're going to talk about that gentleman. A guy showed up at the virtual thing last year. That was um, that was great. That drove no one, and you guys kept man. You guys kept that one under wraps because no one no one knew that was coming. I mean, we had you on the pregame show. You. Jack and Eric, no, no one flipped on that one. I mean, well, you know that you know that I can keep a secret. So I mean, that's, that's and like, when you want, not, when I want to, I can keep a secret. Some stuff you don't want to keep secret because it's fun yeah. just to see. It's yeah. fun to throw a grenade in a room, but yeah, things yeah. like that. You know, uh, things like that. Uh, any operationals, uh, operational stuff. I'm I'm a very yeah. tight lid. That's never. I'm never gonna spill the beans yeah. on that. Yeah. Will Justin Andrews be there this year? I don't think Justin will be there. Oh, he's, a TA, oh, he's, he's hanging out at TAA. That's no, right. he, actually, you know what? You can't rag Justin this year for that. Justin did not go to TAA. Oh, okay. I thought he was down Justin, there. Someone... Justin, I talked to him today. Justin's got a touch of a... Uh, he's a little under the weather. Uh, I think he's oh. got some kind of bronchitis or some kind of... Like uh, I, 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 I'm kidding, and I love Justin. And uh, uh, So do I. I mean, even I, though he, I, didn't invite, he didn't invite me to sit at the general table at Pro Cigar. I just want that on the record, though. But... <laughs> Listen, you, know, you guys. I'm, you guys met up later on the dance floor, so I mean, we I heard it was very nice. <laughs> yeah, for, for folks who don't know, Pro Cigar like there's tables that all the manufacturers had, and and I was invited to sit at a couple of tables. And Justin was complaining I spent no time with him, but I I never got an invite to the general table. I'm just saying. So I just listen. Want to... Just, Justin's an up and comer, man. Justin's working the he's working the ropes, man. Yeah. He's trying to be in charge of the table. But yeah, listen, yeah. in all seriousness, uh, yeah, he's I wish a good guy. Justin's a great. He's a great friend of the company. He's a good friend of Jack's, a good friend of uh, Eric's and myself. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we, you know, we really have a great time when we're together. It's a shame he won't be there. No, it's but, a shame. Yeah. you know, it'll maybe not, not this November, because I, let me, let me go ahead and start that. Tell, let me get, let me knock that, make it very clear. There will not be another, another Lazona Palooza this year. So, so please, you're going to, but so, this, yeah. It's March, and you won't see one for eighteen months. You'll see one next November. Okay, so it's going back to November. That was going to be going back to November. You know, so it's eighteen months from since the last one. Eighteen months for the next one. I mean, just letting people know. All right. All right. So, Hector, in the spirit of nerddom, since like that's since we're embracing that uh, term tonight, and and like you said, that's been something that's been something that Espinosa is really connected with, and I, and I would argue also. Justin's on, by the way. He's getting, he's mad the, at me now. <laughs> there's a connection with the um, even the more traditional smokers too, because you guys have these these immaculate blends that really kind of transcend, I think, both spheres pretty well. Um, but in the spirit of nerddom, uh, first of all, great pick for tonight. Smoking the Espinosa crema, the box press Toro. Look I'm, at the I'm sitting look here. At, look at the look at the ash on that thing. I know that's what I was about to yeah. show. So so if we could if we could nerd out for just just a moment here. So what, and you are, you are the man behind the blending of this, of this, what, what is, what, what is different in the terms of blending and the tobacco that goes into 
from a Lizona as, uh, approach to box pressing. When you box press a blend, what do you take out? What do you put in? How do you approach it differently than the traditional Parejo? Let's nerd out for a second here. Well, listen, uh, I, I prefer box press. There's a couple of things that I'm kind of proud of that I, that you can see, I, I, I feel that I've influenced in the company. One of the things is the smaller ring gauges. As Coop said several years ago, 48, while other people might claim 48 to be their ring size, 48 is a ring size that we've really excelled at. Six, six and a half by 48 is something yeah, that we've Yeah, that's your really size. Really yeah. Now, box pressing is another thing. I love, I love a nice box press cigar. I know that uh, the science says that it's easier to burn a parejo than it is to burn a box press. But uh, at our factory, listen, when it comes to, to taste and stuff, and I, and I know we've had this conversation before, I think, you know, factories have, a, have an effect on the taste of your cigar. Uh, you know, tobacco is nothing but a sponge and absorbs the, the odors around it, the smells around it. And I, I love the smell of our factory. And I've been to dozens of factories, and I really, I love the, the aroma, you know, when you come in and you just feel you know, and, and, and if you can't relate to that, I mean, if somebody's out there listening and can't relate to that, you know, when you move out and you have your own home, but then you go home to your parents' house and you go and you smell, you know, that, that memory, you know, that, and that's for me, the, the, the smell of the zona is very, it's, it, it really tickles my, my olfactory tickles that part of my brain that really makes me happy. And as for how we box press, listen, it's, uh, Carlos who runs the, the runs the factory in Nicaragua. It's, it's, you know, when we're going to make a cigar box press, we just underfill it just a tad. So when you box press it, you'll be able to draw as Coop as Coop's written several times. And I, and I know you have, cause you smoke plenty of our stuff. We have a very open draw. I yeah. think our cigars are very open draw and, uh, we want to keep that, you know, we want to keep that current theme running through our, through our line. So just, you know, the, the, when the roller is rolling, when the buncher is bonchando the, the cigar, uh, he knows, Hey, you know, you're going to underfill this a little bit and cause we're going to box press it later. So that's no, that's that's the that's the nuts and bolts of it. When you box press the Larange, Larja, the Caixa, mm -hmm. that was in my opinion. It took that blend. In my opinion, that's the best. That's my favorite of the Larange. I mean, when you box press that Caixa to me, it was like it was like take it to the next level. That's yeah, that's I, my favorite size. It's too. my favorite size in, in that one. Um, it it was like magic. And I told you the story how we made that. Yeah, because I I work for a guy who's very visual. You can tell him you want to do a thousand things, but he wants to see it. So right, right. I've learned through the years, I'm not going to sit there and PowerPoint him to death or anything right, like that. That's not right. what I want to do. So I had Carlos make me a bundle of that box press and he sent them to me. And one day, you know, it's like it always happens. You know, he comes over, let me have something to smoke. And I gave it to him. He lit it. He walked into his office four minutes, five minutes later, he comes back out. He goes, what is this? I go, that's our release for the show this year. And he goes, but what is that? I go, it's Laurentian box press. And he, and you know, he uses one of those air cords, and he says something, yeah. you know, something really good, you know, yeah. <laughs> something yeah. on the, on the urban yeah. vernacular, uh, but it was very, yeah. yeah. And that's how we did it. And I, I, I stand by that. I think that is by far the best cigar in that line. And it's a very yeah. good line. It's a oh, very yeah, good I agree. Uh, and, you know, I, I've wanted to box press some more, but I think we're probably at that stage with Laranja where, you know, we've got enough sizes, enough Vitolas already that, uh, you know, as you can see after that, Oscuro, all box pressed, uh, Azulejo, all box pressed. 
you may see a round azulejo in the future. You may see a round oscuro, just to change things up a little bit. Yeah. All the, all the six provinces have been box pressed as yep, well. Smoke mine tonight. I think sure. there's. So, I just think there's something elegant about a box press cigar. Yeah. I just I just do, and we it, box pressed everything, as you know, as you all know, we did Warhead three box press. Yeah. Uh, box press Lancero for Christ's sakes. You know, I mean, you don't see a lot of that. You don't see a lot of box press Connecticut's. Box you press. We've box pressed Corona Gordas. We've box pressed every size that yeah. we've made. Yeah. So yeah. So to keep that to keep nerding out for just a second, I know. Coop, sorry to stay off. So no, you're good. You're good. Second. You don't see it. You just said it. You don't see a lot of box press Connecticut's, and the reason behind that is that the at least from my understanding, actually, please feel free to school me here. The wrappers are the it's good. It's delicate, right? So So was it about finding the right? Um, the right wrappers that had the not only the color the look the flawlessness of this you know the beautiful ecuadorian connecticut but also the the thickness so that you well, know I, listen, I i think that has a lot to do with the tobacco that we acquire uh you know we we've never really no, nobody wants a very thin wrapper i mean just because of you know the delicate nature of it listen why are, why do people put these fabric foot bands on the cigars it looks good but it also protects the foot of the cigar you know so when you know i think a combination of the fact that we all our cigars are you know put foot bands on all the cigars plus we underfill them just a tad so when they box press it there's not any any ex, any ex, exerted pressure on the wrapper and the binder so we won't crack you know that's it's it's you know don't get me wrong we go through there are a lot that get that crack but not not a substantial amount not enough that we'll stop doing it. I just had a major epiphany right now. This is embarrassing. I smoke a lot of I smoke a lot of the, of Espinosa. You know that, Hector. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> I didn't realize it until you just said it that you put a foot band on every cigar. Every cigar. <laughs> I swear to God, I did not realize. Wow. That. I, I you know I'm thinking about that. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm looking at two of them, right? I'm looking at the Habano and the Knuckle Sandwich. They got them right on. Six hundred one. No, six hundred one. You know. You the six hundred ones do not. The six hundred ones. No, it's the Espinosa. No, yeah. The Espinosa. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. But wow. the nature, the nature of the six hundred ones, you know, the exception of the Habano, which is a a, a a rosado, which can be, you know, depending on 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 the allotment or assortment that you got, the six hundred one green is a is a thicker, you know, uh, darker squirrel. The blue is a broadleaf, you know. But so we don't. We've been lucky there. But every other every Espinosa. Comes with a foot band. Every from the Espinosa yeah. line, they all come with foot bands. Yeah, wow. that's a good point. Wow, major, that's a major epiphany. That's crazy. Wow. The more you know. <laughs> I've t well, I've <laughs> taken them off every single Espinosa. Well, just never you, say, you well, take listen, it for granted. Yeah, you take it for granted. It's, it's our yeah. number one complaint because a lot of guys are just a lot of guys will peel it off real hard, and then what do they do? They end up damaging the foot, the wrapper, the 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 wrapper portion of the foot. Oh, uh, light it up! We're gonna smoke it. No, a bit I, man. look, I appreciate a ribbon on a, on a footer because yeah. I don't like it as the band, but but the primary band. But this, as a footer, it's great because it's great in my humidor. If I don't have it in cello, it's, it's and, and, then, and listen, let's be honest. I mean, you know, and of course yeah. we sell we sell everything because as there was a sign in a shop in Pittsburgh. That is, I think is the epitome of, of what most retailers will tell you. Don't finger fuck my cigars. You've mm. seen guys at shops. They're rough on cigars. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, they drop them. They throw them back in the box. You know, uh, you know so every, any little piece of added protection works. Wow. That, that's great. This is smoking uh, incredible, Hector. Well I'm done. glad. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like well it. Well done. Fantastic. Yeah, good. Good. You know, um, I'm looking forward to smoking that one there. Uh, okay, I'll send you one. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, well, yeah. Sem- I, I like when you send me stuff because then I can guess what your cigar of the year is. So, uh, so and I'm, yeah, you know, um, yeah, like I said, that Kayexo was just one that was really special. You know, so we're talking about cigars now. Every year at Lazona Palooza, you guys have done, you guys have pulled something out. Um, and is there any plans this year? Because I know you guys had a big release just now, right? So, right. I, I, well, listen, we're, I, we don't, we're, we don't have any cigar planned. No, no release planned for this event. Right. Remember, this was an event that was postponed. Right. Uh, so there, we don't have, I, I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to pull over your eyes and, and well. tell you we're not. And then we do. Right. We, we do not have a special release coming out. We'll have some limited stuff there. Like we have every year, some factory, some factory stuff that, you know, that we put together for people to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're, we're concentrating on, you know, releases that we're, that we're trying to get ready for the show in July. Uh, and, you know, we will be debuting, we will not debuting, but we will be opening up elite the, while we're there during, uh, during that week, we'll start yep. the elite process, which, uh, which, to be honest with you, you know, it was hard to do elite last year. You know, COVID which, was which, a problem. Supply so, chain so, make it easy. But, but what we what we did last year, and that we found was a great success uh, to Junior's uh, amusement and you know happiness, was that we got all three of the of the yearly of the three of the in the in the three uh the three shipments the intervals that we had them all got them all at the same time, so we shipped them all at the same time. And people were the majority of people were happy to have you know to have thirty cigars, three different boxes, uh, and they were they were pretty happy that you know they got they got that big bomb in the mail as they like to say. So we're gonna go in the same direction this year. Uh, listen, it would be nice to send stuff out every couple every couple of months, uh, but with the supply chain the way things are, the way things are in Nicaragua, the way things are constantly changing, uh, the supply issue with boxes and with bands and you know getting stuff over there. And, uh, we we're just going to do the same thing this year. We're going to the elite will be one box, 30, 30 cigars, 10, 10, three varieties, 10 each. So it'll be very, it'll be very, very interesting. And I, I'm very happy with the blends that I came up with for this year. And I think you guys will be too. I mean, a lot of people were really crazy about that especial wasabi that we did last year. Yeah. So we're, we're a couple very of, good. Yeah. We're doing a couple of funky things this year as well. Yeah. No, I was good. I actually got my hands on one. I think Barry, you actually sent me one of those. You're welcome. Yes. Yep. So that begs the question, since I won't be at, since I will uh, I'll also unfortunately not be able to attend this year, Hector, will I have a chance to register for Espinosa? Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, uh, we're going to. Your money's good. <laughs> your money's just as good as anybody else. Uh, you know. Well, I know, I know these are limited spots, too. So, I mean, let's, but no, let's we, not listen, take we're, for we're, we're, we're looking at about 200, and 200, maybe 250. Every year it grows incrementally. Uh, and that's great. I mean, it just shows you, it just shows you the footprint that we have and, you know, the legacy that we're building there and, and the, and the interest has not waned in Espinosa in, in, in the last, you know, every year it gets bigger and I don't see it changing anytime soon. So, uh, we'll definitely, we're going to let people, you know, we're going to try, we're going to start signing people up at the show at during, uh, I'm sorry, during Lazona Palooza. And obviously it'll be on, It'll be on social media and we'll release the website and all the other information. And if you were a member before, it shouldn't be, it's not going to be any harder to be a member this year. Yeah. Perfect. Very, yeah, very, very good. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, some of those, like, like I said, I've had a lot of fun sizes. Um, 
at Espinosa, uh, Lazona Palooza. I mean, the one I keep was probably those Murcielago Lanceros, which, you know, and I'm not a Lancero guy, and I was. No, you're, you hate Lanceros, I think. Or you're not a big. Uh, la- I think you told me once, why so many Lanceros? Was that, does that sound like you? It sounds like someone like. I said it, and then, I mean, then uh, I said it, but then when I had the Murcielago Lancero, uh, I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is, this is, the, this is, the, this is the deal. Listen, I've been, this last year was, a, uh, you know, while we're, we're fighting, you know, the supply chain issue and getting cigars in and stuff like that. I have been slowly and sneakily, you know, expanding the totals throughout the portfolio because I just think we have to reach everybody. You know, if you're a Murcielago smoker, man, this is, you know, this is not too big. This is too big. I want to get something in your hands. And I listen, you know. Yeah. Uh, Churchill, they say Churchill is dead. Well, maybe Churchill is dead. But there's still Churchill smokers out there. Yeah, you make I a love pot- a good Churchill. You like uh-huh. a good Churchill, you know? So I, I, we want you to have, listen, what we, we want you to smoke Espinosa cigars, but we want you to have options as well. So that's what, you know, that's, that's something that I've really, that I've really focused on in the last year and a half. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's, that's good uh, on that. Sorry, uh, I took us on that tangent, Coop. But so no, on the not... sub on the subject of of releases and having fun and everything. I mean, obviously, one of the biggest things that to happen, um, you know, for you guys in the last twelve months, along with the you know the usual the usual greatness and everything. You guys, like you said, uh, like Coop was talking about, you kept a really really significant popular project under wraps until it was until it was time to dance with it. I mean, working with, uh, I mean. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say one of the most iconic celebrities of this century um, in Guy Fieri. I mean, I mean, give us give us the lowdown. How will he be at Lazona Palooza? I don't and, know. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, uh, I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you a short little story after I'm done answering your question, just so you can you can see where we're at with Guy Fieri. 18 months ago, uh, Guy Fieri is in our office. Uh, he had talked to Eric previously about doing a cigar, and Eric said no. Well, why not? Well, because, you know, celebrity cigars don't work. Uh, you, the celebrity has to get behind the cigar. And no disrespect meant to any celebrity who's, came out, who's come out with a cigar in the last 10 years that I've been in the industry. But what Guy Fieri does for us and for this industry, for, what he's doing for the industry is great because he surpasses the industry. Mm-hmm. Your wife may not know Coach Ditka, and she may not know Carl Malone, and she might not know Gary Sheffield, uh, or you know what is. And I'm sorry, it's it slipped my it, it slipped my mind for a second. But the the actor, uh, the 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 Italian, the uh, the actor that you had on your show several months ago, Omar Desante. I mean, Omar my, kid, Desante. my kids don't know, my kids don't know who Omar Desante is. I won't lie. Your wife, your significant other, your boyfriend, or your girlfriend might not have no idea who those people are, but they know who Guy Fieri is. He's on the Food Network three sure. times, four times, five times a day. Right. right. And, they, and he's been he's been around for years. He 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 bypasses the industry. He reaches out past just the little the microcosm that is the right. cigar. He's a good ambassador for it. I mean, you know, he, it's 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 different. Listen, he was at the Great Smoke, and you should have seen the crowds around him. And he oh, is, uh-uh. he is, while being a celebrity, he is nothing but the best at interacting with people picking up your phone and oh you want to send a pic a video to your daughter hey susan i'm here with your dad and you know uh, his interaction with people is something i've never seen on any any level people are attracted to him and he's very engaging 
but he is he's on all the time on all the time but never leaves anybody hanging never leaves anybody unhappy everybody's happy to talk to him he gives him a minute of photo a handshake a good word a funny joke people love it and so he came uh about 18 months ago and i would i did not know he was a cigar smoker i did not know he was a cigar smoker but we sat in that office for four hours and i was you know while eric and him are getting to know each other and you know or, or continuing their relationship and growing it i'm plying him with cigars what do you think of this what do you think of that i'm trying to get a gauge of what he likes you like this you like that oh i like this size this is strong this is so i got an idea of where of what his flavor profile what he was looking for so i went back in my office you know and i did what we're doing during that era obviously the the COVID era i put together some blends got them made they came in he smoked them texted eric yo this is this is what's up you know and and there we and we went from there wow. it's it was like that and let me tell you he came into the office and uh listen he he texts eric at the beginning of the year i think it was january 2nd or 3rd or 3rd or 4th or whatever he texts him and says hey i'm gonna ride with you for two days he's filming diners diving and drives or drive uh, diners drive diving whatever triple d, triple d. diners drivings and dives he's still he's it's filming triple d he comes down and eric takes him to six or seven shops in palm beach seven or eight shops in broward and dade county which is unheard uh, this is but not Unheard of with shop, celebrities. Let me tell you something. Every shop he walked in, yeah. everything stopped. Yeah. Everything stopped to deal with him, and he was super engaging, and nobody yeah. had a negative thing to say, and he never yeah. didn't look down on anybody, didn't treat treated everybody nicely, respectful, entertaining, engaging. We put the cigar out for pre-release, which we haven't really done. If you look back at our history, we're not a big pre-release company. Right. The only thing we've ever really pre-released is maybe uh, it was Warhead, the Warhead sampler. Right. Which in, in in hindsight we should have made forty. We should have made four thousand of them instead of just five hundred. Uh, we took pre-orders for a hundred thousand cigars on cigars that, unless you were in those thirteen or fourteen shops and you got to try one or two sticks, nobody had tried that cigar. People were calling all throughout every all the accounts yeah. were calling accounts we hadn't heard of from years accounts we had never heard of. Uh, because they wanted to get in on this right and as luck would have it the cigar's good too so i mean you know the cigars the cigar's very good from what i from what i i thought it was very good i was very happy with it eric he loved it uh i loved it and from what i from what we're seeing the the retailers are doing very well with it so you know we we met, we kept that under wraps because that's how we we we, op we can we can operate like that you know we're small we're still a small company well, what a what a spotlight that he's given you. I mean, like you said, you, you outlined exactly the, the type of person that he is and and what he brings to the table. But I mean, one of the things that I thought was, I mean, what you mentioned the word ambassador, but what a what an incredible example of it, you know, for you know all the jokes and all the memes about how the NBA All Star Slam Dunk competition was a fucking joke this year, mm -hmm. for all the crap and all the negativity. I, I, we can honestly say this. I don't even think we're exaggerating here. The one positive thing that came out of it was Guy Fieri sitting at this competition with, this one, of his, with, with one, one of his cigars in his mouth. What a great national spotlight, not only on our industry, but what a boon for you guys at Espinosa. I mean, that, I mean, that, look, I mean, I know, you know, Eric, Eric's a very humble gentleman. He's not very touchy feely though, but that had to warm his heart, man. I mean, that had to just that just had to had to have him grinning ear to ear 
like all of you. Listen, I, I, I'm more touchy feely than he is, and I'm, I'm not super touchy feely, but Mr. I, anti, <laughs> Mr. Warmth, yeah. but I will tell you this, I, I do, I, I, I can appreciate, uh, somebody getting their due after really, after being left for dead three times, you know, he's risen from the ashes yet again, and he's not, they're not going to screw him over this time. Uh, he's, you know, he's got his own thing. And it's if anybody was worthy of, of having this happen and this kind of good name, this good fortune befalling him was Eric. Yeah, we he deserved it, and us as a company Absolutely. are 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 going to reap the benefits uh, yeah. that we can. Listen, and, one of the bigger companies could have snatched this very easily, and, and of course. Know, you, you, but then yeah. again, there there you 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 talk about that, but a bigger company could a bigger company have done the turnaround that we did. You know, a bigger company might not have been able to stop. You know, they say a bigger ship trip. Uh, what is it, a big a big cruise liner? can carry more people, but it can't turn around or stop as quickly as a small company can. We're a smaller company. We can turn quickly. We can adjust. Yeah. You know, we can double back. We can make, you know, we can change priorities, you know. So, listen, we, we I think he's happy with what we've done. Uh, him and Eric, him and Eric uh, are like two little peas in a pod. And I'll tell you what he did. After that second day that he went with Eric, there's a thousand t-shirts or whatever the absor uh, absurd Here number. And he signed an incredible majority of those T-shirts, if not all of them, almost all of them. And he sat there and he signed them with a Sharpie. I got to tell you, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, you know, I couldn't sign Hector a thousand times. That had driven me crazy. So, Eric, one of the days I came in and I said, you know, what's the plan? Because we were, they were going to do something with Guy. And he goes, oh, you know, I don't know, man. You know, and I, I laugh because it's they're so they're like peas in a pot. Right, they they are on all the time, you know, and 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 they're constantly, you know, they're constantly moving forward, you know. So it's 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 one of those. It's it's a great story for us. We're gonna we're taking advantage of the fact that uh, it's it's building a name for us. But uh, guys, you know, guys, guys, just a good guy. I mean, I know it makes it it makes it sound weird, but guys are a good guy, and uh, it it couldn't have happened. Uh, I mean, I don't think the relationship could have coalesced as well as it has if these two guys weren't very similar in their nature. Well, what to to your point about the turnaround there, Hector? I think what's really what's really impressive about Knuckle Sandwich and what I think it achieves on a on a very you know basic level the, to say nothing of the cigar and how it tastes and how it smokes. It has it has both of y'all's personality. It has guys' first personality and has the Lazona Espinosa personality well, to it. it. Really um, does. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's got the savoriness and and the bite, as I like to say. Yeah, and you know, oh, but and it, it's, talking about it's, the marketing too aspect of it, like the logo, everything about it. Like, you know, if even without the Espinosa E at the bottom, right? right. You, you know, and guy a guy's name isn't even on it, but I mean, you could. Like if if someone was given a multiple choice test of like, you know, someone who was actually actually knew stuff about cigars and everything was given a multiple choice test, you could easily say, yeah, this is Guy Fieri and Eric Espinosa putting together something, because it has it has that look, it has that appeal, it has. That, and, you know, and I'll tell you what, I laid I laid the gauntlet down, because you know Eric uh, Coop is very very well very aware of my Habano battles. <laughs> the, uh, the <laughs> I, I I've got to be the only cigar guy in the world that just enough with the Habano already. I mean, just en enough already. You know, yes. Uh, I mean, I I, I, I like. It. Yeah, and so we, I threw the gauntlet down. I said, the the Maduro is going to out outperform the Habano. 
oh wait, the Sabanos, the Sabanos, the balls, the Sabanos, the tits, or whatever he said, you know, the Sabanos got the spice and the this and the that. I said, oh, you know, yeah, but you know what? This Maduro is earthy and sweet and full flavor. So it's, it's, you know, right now, I think the Habano is, is a little behind the Maduro, but I think, uh, you know, I think they're so evenly paired. They're two different cigars. It's not the same bun with one wrapper thrown over the other. It's, you know, they're, they're two distinct cigars. Yeah. You can take if you smoke them. Uh, I think the, the Corona Gorda in both sizes are really our ball busters. They're very potent, very strong little, little. Oh, that, that Corona Gorda was. Yeah. But the uh, the the Toro the Toro is just I think you know because when, whenever I whenever I do when you do a new blend I do a new blend and we come out with something I always tell you which I think is the best representation of the blend in in, in the Vitola. Well, like when I told Coop, you know I don't smoke a lot of six by sixties, but I told you the Azulejo six by six is is fantastic. I think the Toro in this one, the six by fifty four, uh, is just a perfect, was... a perfect representation of of what I wanted there. It's a good yeah I I love that Toro and the Maduro. It was. Um, I want to be lighting it up here in a few minutes. I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so you guys launched. You guys did a little. You guys did have a launch. Um, and it was down in Puerto Rico of all. Yeah. Places. Now, what's happening with that is, uh, to for to guy guy wants to be involved, and you know his promise to Eric was that I will. He's going to be behind this brand. So whenever there is a chance during. Uh, his filming during his filming of his episodes, like that he was in Puerto Rico for a triple D. So while he was there, they took advantage and opened and did, uh, sure. did the event in Puerto Rico. Yep. And from what, yes. I, from what I understand, it was a huge success. I mean, the, the crowds, they were crazy. So there will be more events. You know, he's a busy guy. Not only does he have the cigar, obviously he has the three to the two television shows. I think he's got a third one coming up. Uh, plus he does the Santos uh, tequila as well. You know, he's got his name on a lot of things. Yeah. He's got his he's got his uh his chef spoon and a lot of soups, but you know what? That's uh that's the luxury that that's his luxury of, of of the achievement that he's that he's gained and good for him. And to be a small part of that world is good for our company and uh and I think it's good for the tobacco industry to have somebody who is not just a sports star, uh, you know, somebody who re who like I said, bypasses our little yeah. micro world reaches out to other people like i thought joe burrow was a very i thought joe burrow was a great ambassador for cigars yeah. a young guy coming out of college smoking cigars you know not not the a guy who you could tell when he, you see the picture of him smoking he actually knows how to hold the cigar yeah. you know and, and he's enjoying it relaxing after a game you know not making it not making it look chintzy or you yeah. know refracted. a guy who's enjoying it and guy smokes buddy let me tell you something he smokes cigars he go through he went through some cigars at an event we did together so I know the man likes. I know the man likes his cigars. Yeah. So when Eric took him on this road trip, and you know, obviously at the launch event in Puerto Rico and everything, I, I mean, I, you said he smoked cigars and everything prior to this kind of, I guess, road show, if you will. Did do you happen to know if he spent time in cigar shops? Uh, you know, on, on I, I the think regular? I think I think he has a, a regular shop that he was that he went to in California. Uh, I think he's moved to Florida since then. Remember, this is a project that started 18 months ago. He lives. He lives up in the Palm Beach yeah, area. Yeah, he Lake Worth Lake now. Worth, yeah, he, yeah. He, but he lived in California when we first met him. And when we did the Lazona Palooza virtual show, that's where he was live from. He was live from his house in, in in California. So, you know, I I'm I'm sure he's he's he has a regular shop. If I remember the conversation, he does have a regular haunt. So you know. 
what did he think though? Uh, obviously he's settled on his own place and everything like that. And we, we all have our home shops, you know, Caribbean is home, you know, is a home for you, Hector as you know, Michael's is for me. And, and, you know, Coop has yeah, his, has his space for Coop. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we all have our, but I mean, but I think that three of us can all agree about this, that like every shop has their unique community and, and they're all very welcoming in a lot of different ways. Was that really surprising? surprising like what was his reaction to the, these individual very very individualistic communities that all revolved around their love of cigars listen if i if i remember you know, like i said it was almost two years ago now or almost two years ago now uh he he the conversation kind of was the kind of was centered around the fact that never not once do you go into a cigar store and not feel welcome you know it's a community yeah. within a community you know what happens at my shop with the guys who are supportive of each other and and you know maybe it's different for him he's a celebrity maybe a guy like him you know but maybe it's a shop that has other celebrities that go in there. I, I mean i'm not i didn't get all that kind of i didn't i didn't press that much on on that because i wasn't thinking about that i was thinking more like what we're going to do ahead to to kind of ask to, to question him on on his shop but i'm sure if it's a shop that he was going to it's a shop that he's just a regular and so I hate to say it for like the 12th time, just a regular guy who comes in to get some cigars and hang out and, and smoke or maybe just grab and go. Who knows? I mean, I don't know what the what the dynamic is at his shop. But the fact that he does have that he does know that he had a local shop is pretty interesting on its own right. Someone, by the way, I just I got to read this comment because I've been laughing. Mitchell uh, gave a nickname for a bro. Eric the Habano Espinosa. I like it. It's I like that. <laughs> Good one, Mitch. You guys there? I'm here. Okay. Hector, we lost Hector. Hector, you went on mute, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. On... Go ahead. All right. What did you say? What did Mitchell say? Uh, he gave Eric. a nickname to Eric. Eric the Habano Espinosa. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm, I'm Hector, not Habano Alfonso. <laughs> not Habano Alfonso. <laughs> Uh, is there a way we can make this war zone with Habano? No. <laughs> listen, you know, for, listen, all joking it's, aside, though, like all joking aside, with his love, with Eric's love of Habano, you do some great stuff in the blending. You do, process. you do, you really do. I mean, that's you, the point. Yeah. But I really look forward to non-Habano. <laughs> I really look forward to doing. I always have a non. I'll put it this way: I when I go out and do some stuff and and bring it back. I always have to have an a, a habano. It's like a vegetarian meal. I always have. I always have to have a the habano is, like the, is the kosher. <laughs> the habano is the kosher option in our fact in our place. You know what is that? Well, broadly, do you have this in habano? Yes, I have it in habano. You have to always have it in the test. The litmus test of a always. You know, it's like you get. A, I would order a kosher meal. Yes, here's your habano. You know, we're. we're <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, I mean, is it blasphemy to say that for me to say that I don't like Habano wrapper? Is that blasphemous? No, I mean, it's but it's not. But, it's but technically, Laranja is a Habano wrapper. It's, it's, it's a, a Brazilian scuba, right? I, it's yeah, a but, Brazilian Habano. It's just from Brazil, that, but it's a, it's a Habano. The only but Habano I, I really, really like is the green. The Habano, the six one green, I love. Oh, that that's cigar. a great. Uh, I love that cigar. Is that Nicaraguan? Um, is that Nicaraguan Habano on that one? No, that's, that's that gonna, okay. That's okay, I didn't remember. But I think that. But I think that goes to what my point was a second ago, Hector, is that like you you may not like it or you may be, you know, just exhausted from it and everything. But at the same time, you you coax something different out of it in a lot of different ways. Yes, there's that 
yes, there, we talk about the Espinosa signature, which is that 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 bite, that spice that you get a lot from Habano and everything. But it, it it's more than that. You know, it's you, you as we look across these lines and look across these blends and everything, you, you do something different with it in a very unique way, but you still keep it kind of, quote unquote, in the family. It's, well, it's a very it's a very, very, very well done, well executed um, blending style that I we, think we is try to keep is we try to keep things fresh bear. I mean, listen, smokers are a lot more educated than they were 10 years ago. And on top of that, the guys who smoke Espinosa smoke a lot of Espinosa. And the last thing you would ever want to hear is or, or you know, you would never want to perpetrate a fraud on, on your on your fans around your consumers. But the second thing, most even as important as not wanting to perpetrate a fraud on people, is to start having cigars that taste the same. Because then, what's the whole the whole idea of variance is gone. People want a variety. You know, I want to smoke. I want to smoke Laranja today, but you know what? Today I want the Oscuro, or you know, I want something a little, you know, a little less full body, a little more peppery. Let me go with the Azulejo, or I, I want something a little more medium, but with a, with a lot of flavor, but with some spice. I'll go with the Laranja Reserve. Or you can go across the portfolio, pick and mm -hmm. choose what you want. You know, you want Candela? I got it. You want Connecticut? We got it. Uh, Habano? Banda, we got it. You know, we, we got it. You know, we, we got it. We got it all. Well, like case in point, like the, the two protocol cigars, the record lines, the official misconduct, and um, could help me out here. The other, the, the two that are Habano are very distinctly different. The blue, the blue, yeah. the cyber the blue crime. And the, yeah. And it's actually great. Blue, cyber crime, and official misconduct are all Habano. They're all Habano. They're all different uh, because, you know, again, you know, you, you want. You want a company who's making your cigars at your place to also have that, to have that experience. That when they, you know, when they're having an event and they're and they're they're pitching cigars and they're you know they're talking to clients, they can say this is like this, this is different than that. What do you want? You don't ever want you know you're not going to go to a cigar shop and say, uh, show me five options that are the same. You don't want that. You know you want variety. Totally, totally agree with you on that. Um. In terms of the, um, like we were talking again with Guy, um, he, you mentioned the Great Smoke. And did you guys, I, I heard part of the interview that Eric did, right? That when Guy went, it, Guy never saw an event like the Great Smoke before. It's one I mean, of the it, best, it's one of the best events I've ever been to. I mean, the, and you work with Gabe, so I'm not telling you anything you don't know about Abe. But the work that Abe puts into that event. He, he, he cares. He really cares. Yeah. It's incredible. Listen, if it's it really is. You know, we call, uh, the guys in the industry call a lot of these events trick-or-treats. You know, they just go yeah. and you stand in line and you grab, you know, you, you get your cigar and you move on to the next one. But this is, you know, the the the, the shopping. Listen, I, I bought a couple of, I bought some memorabilia while I was there. Because there was a guy with a memorabilia booth. There was, you know, the, the, the beer booth and there was the, the, the liquor and the food and the, and the, and then, and the cigars. Then you had a girl doing massages, you know, you have, you know, you have, it's almost like going to Disney world. It was cigar Disney world for, yeah. you know, four or five hours that the people were there. Was guy like surprised. I did. Was there any, like, like you're, I don't know how much interaction you had with him that day, but was guy like, was it just kind of an eye opener? Like when he saw an event like that? Yes. Listen, when you think of cigar events, what do you think of? You think of a salesman, a rep, or a brand yeah. owner at a table, or walking you over to yeah. the shelf and talking about it. This is a different kind of. I mean, he saw 
and he was there only there till noon. Right, he, he had to go. Ball. He had another commitment that, but he's, oh, he had to, and give him credit. He, and he went that he day. Came, and yeah. they, had, they they got him to Miami in, in a couple of hours. They got him back to Miami Beach. They got an escort. <laughs> had he been there? Had he been there at two o'clock in the afternoon? Who knows? I mean, it's a shame that he wasn't there at two o'clock to see the mass of humanity yeah. that yeah. was there at two o'clock. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's it's and I'm sure that you know I'm 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 sure that he saw video as well because you know he's 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 really been informed he's he stayed informed on stuff you know and he sends stuff to us hey I saw this you know we saw you know uh, any, you know when the when the news broke you know the press releases were being put out about Michael Sandwich we sent it to him so he could see that there was the coupon well, different was the coupon sent yes of course oh we just kidding oh God he's so sensitive he's such a <laughs> I think you're. I, 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 I wanted that little. Bear, he's a coot. He's not a coot. Dude, that was that, coot. that was. A big, that's know, a, it's our number one story on Coop this year, still. And I and 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 we have this little side bet that I think it'll it'll be the number one story at the end of the year. It, it'll be interesting to see if the if there's <laughs> it'll be the story. number it'll be the number one non-regulatory story. It'll be, the product story it could be the number one product story of the year for sure. Yeah. Well, you'll uh, you'll, you'll you'll know by downloads or views. Because what I started seeing. Is I started seeing traffic come in, and this is exactly what you wanted. The traffic wasn't coming in from the normal sources; they were coming in from other places, and that's you know it's on for, like some forums. There were links on it, you know. I think there was a Guy Fieri forum that had had these things linked on it, and you know because you know Guy Fieri has his own outside of cigars. He has his own community, right? Of and now, like people, are just they're really intrigued by this, and and look, not this ain't a not. Most of these people probably haven't heard of Espinosa cigars, just because yeah. So now that you know, this is interesting. Who's this guy they're doing the cigars with? This is a tremendous opportunity that you you guys have. And uh, I will tell you, I will tell you something else. At the Great Smoke, Jack and myself could both we can both tell you this and attest to this. Other manufacturers coming up to us and telling us, not you know, not hey, I want to get a picture with Guy or anything like that. They were like. This is a coup for our industry. It, this is something that I mean, it should be on the front page of the PCA magazine and stuff like that. I've been saying it's 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 an absolute coup. And here's and heck, you you mentioned this earlier on. You know, sports stars are it's different with sports stars because first of all, you mentioned not everybody being into sports, but even people who are into sports, there's a polarized that you know, like like Ray Lewis, right? Ray Lewis couldn't sell a cigar in New England because people hate Ray Lewis, right? But Guy's kind of this universally beloved guy. Athletes are naturally polarizing. Yeah. That's well, polarizing. They're naturally not just, polarizing. Yeah. Again, I always go back to the thing I've been saying for 10 years. Regionalism is a huge issue. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you think, I, I know El Papi has a cigar. Yeah, right. And, and, and I know that he's, had, he's, he's done very well with the cigar in the last couple of years. How do you think El Papi's cigar does in New York? Right. It's a, it's a fair comment. It's a totally fair no, it's, comment. No, it's a, it's an absolutely fair. Point. It's a totally fair. I mean, look, to say nothing per- to the fact that Yankees, there's Yankee fans everywhere, and it's they're the most popular team in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the, here's the man who played for their bitter rival, and broke their know, hearts pit, several times. Pitch, and right, yeah, yes. of course, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I think it, you said it. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> so a sports star might be very big in his state, in his conference, in his division. But it's not going to be big in a hometown rival, you know. Uh, you know, it's it's just how it is. So, but I think a guy like this, he has there. We don't have that problem. There's no polarization here. No, no, I, I yeah. agree. And and the other thing is with the athletes too, is and we've seen this in Vegas, but you see another place. The athletes, when it comes to like doing autographs and signing, 
like signing a box is not as easy because these guys have autograph deals that they have already. They've made, they made these memorabilia deals. They sign these contracts or whatever. So, you know, a lot of times you can't, you know, just, they can't just walk in there and freely sign autographs. You know, they, they, they sure. put a lot of structure around these events. Well, I know and, the, and you know, every athlete gets pissed off that he gives away a signature and then he sees it on eBay in, in three sure. days. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sensitive. Yeah, I, I, agree I haven't that. checked. I haven't checked, but I haven't seen a Guy Fieri signs a box box yet on eBay. Right. You know, I, I don't think that's, that's, that's going to be an issue. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, no, I agree. That would, that would nobody's nobody nobody's going to capitalize on his yeah. signature or his likeness or anything like that. Yeah, but but I think also what really is helping you guys, and this is just an obvious, is you guys created really two really good cigars. Um, and I think we'll, the key we'll thing see. is people are going to come back to them. <laughs> well, you are you get? I'm sure you got reorders already. Yeah, we're 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 at that stage already. Yeah, yeah so got, that's a good sign. You know, because you know, again, I can go through some of the other athletes as I won't. And we're ready. We're, nah. we're, we're back on the six skews. We're back ordered like on half of them already. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem. Yeah. It's a good problem for them to have as well. And I think it's like I said, this is a tremendous look. I think for Espinosa cigars, um, you look at the last 12 months and you guys have, have really solidified a leadership in the industry right now. You're, you're, you know, what you guys did at the PCA this year, you know, you guys had the, you guys sponsored that party. That was a big, you know, you guys yeah. stepped up when they needed a someone. Lot people, a lot of people forgot about that came award time, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't want to go to <laughs> busting both your. Hey, we went. Look, we, we, went, listen, an listen, we went an hour. Listen. We went an hour and a half Heck, without if, if, if you guys would is, like so. a new banner for the back of the uh, PCA booth, you know, that we'll has number one we'll, cigar of the year. I was gonna say, if you need my, if you need my logo, uh, <laughs> we'll bill you. We'll bill you on that. Well, we, we, no, we'll do it for free. We'll, we'll put we'll put Bear's thing on there for free. I, I, <laughs> my my yeah, listen, I I think that's the that seven cigar have, aficionado things that were in there. Yeah, uh, I think that we have <laughs> we have. If if I I don't think it's fair to us to say that we've come out of the woodwork, because we're we're rather well known boutique company. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know boutique's a word that gets tossed around. No, but you guys have had a sales team for several years, and you know you have a factory. I I I understand what you're saying. But but I think it's you know we we've, we've become part of the, of the conversation when when people start talking about manufacturers, and that's yeah. that's a good thing to have. Yeah. That's a good that's a good place to be in. Totally agree on that. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, for 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 a small factory and for a small company, like you said, Hector, you're, there's there's a there's a select few. Like w when we talk about the 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 bigger the bigger larger companies and everything, and even those those iconic brands that are large and have been around for a long time. You know, you talk about your Fuentes and your Perdomos, for example, right? But then there's like this there's this special tier. I feel like that Espinosa specifically falls into that it's. It, they're they're they are they're a human they being you all there is a humidor staple um but for a small for a small brand to be that yeah is, is 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 truly special and i think like you and i think the crowned heads of the world like i think the very a very select very small but very special group of individuals that can achieve that with the at the capacity that you're at like yeah. i think that's I think oh, that's something to be noted. We, we appreciate that. That's 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 very kind of you to say. And look, like I said, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's a lot of work. I mean, what are, what are what are the comments coming in now? Oh, you got one from Aaron Nielsen. What did Aaron say? He has a Bunny Carlos autograph for you. Wow. <laughs> then he wonders. 
Then he wonders why I blew him off in Chicago last year. I'm just <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn! Shots fired. Yeah, Shit. the shots are firing tonight. Yeah, uh, listen, you know, you know that time. I was no, you know that I, I love Aaron. Aaron no, is, I, I think Aaron's been a great addition to your to your team. But damn, that's cold blooded. On that, that bunny Carlos shits on you, Coop, for not. Why is that on me? <laughs> because you didn't give me a crib sheet with shit not to talk about. Well, you didn't watch, you know, you didn't watch our interview with Rick Nielsen, obviously. <laughs> well, no, because, you know, I, I, I can't watch them all. Geez, you know, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little busy being, you know, <laughs> at the center of misinformation and, you know, stuff, you know, being what is it, uh, vetting all of this shit that gets sent to me by all these different people to verify. You know, I may have missed a show or two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do. We do. We do have to send you. You do. You do guys run everything. Everybody runs shit by me. Hey, I heard this. Well, let me I, I did it today. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know. I did Listen, it today. Uh, Jack and I, if the day me and Jack do retire, we'll probably just, you know, we'll just open up a service to vet things with the contacts that he has, you know, we'll, we'll get places. But um, I forgot the question. You fucked me up with that Aaron Nelson thing. What was the question again? Read that back to me, stenographer. Wait, was that me? I asked the question? No, I think Koopa. Oh, yeah. uh, not Koopa, yeah. Bear. No, it was, no, it was oh, about being, being just, a, being a, a, yeah, being yeah, it was just a comment. Like, I mean, I think. I mean, he, Eric, look, Eric worked very hard. Eric worked very hard. He worked that phone. Listen, have you ever guys, have you ever guys ever sat with Eric for five minutes? Yeah. Constantly ringing. He worked that phone. When we first started the company. He worked that phone. He doesn't do email. Email thing's not his thing. He likes no. to work the phone, work the text messages. And he did, you know, we, we, we have, like I said, we have become who we've become on, on, we, we got, we, we, we got a foundation on the on his back yeah. and then you know hiring a sales team hiring in in-house reps that you know we could never thought of having years ago we have three very good in-house reps two very young guys that that are that are really doing a fantastic job in their areas uh, an, a, an older guy that you know that they, they they brought up tony gomez is doing great tyler and gavin i didn't mean yeah, to man. not say your names uh and then you know jack travels the country yeah. eric travels the country I travel a little bit. Uh, Richie has key accounts. And Junior has some. Uh, Junior has some places that, that that he goes as well. We, you know, we're small, but we're multifaceted. We have a multi, you know, we have a multi-prong approach. So yeah, I mean, we're in a, we're in a lot of shops, and and you know, we're only hoping to to increase our footprint, and and having a cigar like this is 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 going to help us. Uh, you know, and who knows, in a year or two years, he guy might turn around and say, hey. I want to do another cigar. I want to do another, and you know, and and hopefully, you know, we'll be we'll have the same success that we've that we've managed to have in the last couple of months with the cigar. It's been crazy. We've never yeah. seen. I mean, Jack's been in the cigar industry a lot longer than me, and Jack said even in my Toronto days, I never saw anything like this. I, I, yeah. So, so I think we've so Hector. I think we finally convinced Coop because he Coop was needing a little convincing on this point. But I want to. I, I think we have a perfect example of this here in the chat. So, you know, for, for those unfamiliar with it, Coop, Coop wasn't necessarily, wasn't not, not on board with the Guy Fieri thing, but he wasn't like, he didn't understand the celebrity that Guy Fieri was. And Chrissy, uh, Critchfield, I didn't, I'm one the Espinoza, yeah. yeah, one of the Espinosa faithful, she's in the chat right now, she said, I gotta be honest, she had never seen a show of Guy Fieri's, yeah. but she started watching his stuff when this project got released. So a little bit of a reverse, right? But my so question gonna, to Chrissy was, take, hey, but taking, you heard of him, right? But you knew who he was. And she said, absolutely. Yeah, and I know who that's he was the then. point. Yeah, and Listen, I know that's I, the point. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say we're responsible for his spike in viewership. 
I could if you want me to, but I mean, come on. I mean, listen, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's been, it's been, I'm telling you, it's, he transcends the industry, transcends it. Even I was talking to, to my girl in Nicaragua about this at the factory and she goes, that's the spiky haired guy, right? Uh, yeah, that's and, and you got to you haven't lived so you've seen triple D and dubbed in Spanish, I guess, you know, yeah. you know, I don't know how you say I'd smoke, I'd smoke it on a flip flop or whatever, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it, it, I mean, it, I watched the guy, the first time I watched him was actually when you told me Eric was on. I mean, I gotta be honest, I've never watched it. And I don't look, I don't it's he isn't my stick. But man, I can see how he appeals to people. There's no question about it. I mean, just from watching the one show, this guy connects with people on that show. He's and, a foodie. Uh, he's a, and he's and listen. If you're, yeah. I'm not a foodie. I'm not a. I, I like to eat, I'm, but I'm not a foodie TV. I but am. I'm not a. I'm not a bougie foodie guy. Yeah. Like my my dear friend Jack is more a little bougier than I am. He likes a nice restaurant with a nice bottle of wine, yeah. and you know, I like a good burger, a good sandwich. I'm yeah. like I'm that kind of guy. And I think that's what and Triple D really that was going to say. That's the type of guy that guy is. You, you, yeah, you know, the you know, pastrami sandwich. I mean, I'm talking yeah. about pastrami sandwich. You know what I'm talking about. You live in New York. I just, uh, big yeah. Big corned beef sandwich or big. I like that. That that makes my toast tingle. So, know. yeah, I just thought of something. Now, what'd you think, guys? Oh, could he settle a debate with you, me and you, guy? About what? What a burger? I don't have a debate. No, with no. Rachel, Rachel Ray or Giada. But, but our, our debate is different. Our debate is not about their talent as chefs or their show talent. And I don't think we should talk about that talent on the air. This is a family show. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I, I, I think Giada makes great recipes. I disagree. I think Rachel's uh, recipes are kind of like, you know, it's kind of, I think Giada's more gourmet compared to Rachel's like. Oh, all right. So, and, and so this is I'm a guy who doesn't watch a lot of these shows. So maybe I'm wrong. All right. But to me, Rachel Ray is the kind of girl that's just. <laughs> Hey, big boy. Hey, fat boy. You want a sandwich? Yeah, baby. Hook up. <laughs> Rachel Ray can make you a sandwich. Yeah. Giada's sandwich is going to have watercress and, you know, all this sprouts and shit. Like, I don't want that. Rachel's sandwich is going to have mustard on one side, mayo on the I other. I will give you this. I will Rachel, give you that one. Rachel Ray is the Guy Fieri of the, of the argument. She's the Guy Fieri of the argument. She appeals, I'm just I'm just she appeals more to, to, yeah. to the everyone. Yeah. I, you know? Again, and, I'm not a big watcher of these shows. I, I kind of watch the person more but but no i can see what you're saying that one i'll see i'm gonna give you that one hector on that one i can't i you know i paid for a high, faster internet and it's not working all right so anyway like i said rachel's gonna put mayo on one side mustard on the other meat and a big hunk of cheese in there jada's gonna have watercress and spinach and i don't want that in my sandwich man don't forget the arugula man and the arugula what is that bro dude arugula is fantastic i know i'm gonna look, give I'm you a, a big glass of sweet tea and yeah. jada's gonna give you like this is sparkling water with a bit of cranberry get out <laughs> you think giada can make tacos since christy critchfield is on there you think Giada can make tacos? No, but I bet you Rachel Ray can make a taco. I bet you Giada yes. can do a Cuban coffee, though. Uh, Cuban coffee. <laughs> I bet you if we put the Cuban coffee test. She uh, can make a taco, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've, I've followed Guy's career because, I, I mean, I am a foodie, and I was one of I was a Food Network kid in the early 2000s and, and everything. And so I, I watched him win the next, the next Food Network star, and I watched his show when he first started. And I, I mean, I've watched him become the icon that he is. And like, and he, he, he appeals to everybody. He can actually appeal to I, I, absolutely, crowd, I can crazy, see it. which is crazy. When I watch that show, he is, that, on, he is yeah. that make me a sandwich type of guy. He is that yeah, guy too. Yeah. And he appeals to everybody. Yeah. He just does. And, and when he's in the kitchen, when he's in the kitchen, when he's at a restaurant, 
you know, and he's in there. You can see he's not embarrassing that show or trying to, you know, he's, what are you doing? Oh, that's, that's cool. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. You know, he's nothing but he's positive. He's, he's, you know, he's not looking over your shoulder asking, you know, why are you using that in the rub? He's super positive. And I think that's that, 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 that people like that. People appreciate a positive spin that he puts on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bear, do we want to move to the, the fun segment? Absolutely. Okay. Wasn't this, wasn't this fun? We could do more fun. We could do fun. Right, like, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, okay. So you remember last year we did Espinosa Bracketology? Oh, yes. Yep. Um, I had something else planned this year. I'm going to save it for next year. And maybe I just didn't have the time to put the prep that needed to make it happen. Um, so Bear and I have a segment that we do a couple times a year uh, called Mount Rushmore. Our Mount Rushmore segment. And we thought tonight we would just uh, we would run a version of this for Espinosa cigars. And basically, the concept is simple. You pick four Espinosa cigars on Mount Rushmore. Now, Bear and I play it. We're not going to make you play it the same way. We I have do. I have it already done. OK, the way that but, we do it. OK, yeah, we map it to the president. There's on Mount Rushmore. You don't have to do that, Hector. You could just pick four cigars because I'm putting you on the spot here um, tonight. Um and, and it's very simple. You, you put four cigars on Mount Rushmore. There's no honorable mentions. That's it. You know, those are the, the four cigars that you would put on Espinosa Mount Rushmore. Wow. Four cigars out of like 50 that we've made. Yep. Okay. Do you want do you want one of us to go first? Hector, to kind of like give you a no, second. No, no, because I, I, I let me let me go ahead and go first. Let me go ahead and go first. Yeah. Obviously, the 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 top, the the, the most the top will be La Raja. La Raja Reserve is on Mount Rushmore, okay? Okay. The 601 Blue is on Mount Rushmore. Now, I'm not going to use, I'm not going to incorporate any limited releases or anything like that because that's, if I did, I would have one on. I would have a limited release on Mount yeah. Rushmore, but Mount Rushmore is a permanent thing, and I don't think it, it I don't think they jive. Yeah. Number two would be the Espinosa Habano, and because we're, we're all about... We're all about giving to other people. You know, I want everybody to feel. I like, I think the Luciano belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Damn. Yeah. Those are, those are some good choices. Oh, we're not far off. Yeah. The 601 Blue, uh, for sure. I mean, that's a legacy brand and it's still doing great. And we extended it. We gave it a a new size to tell us several years ago. That short church has been (laughs) really great for us there. Now, that's what I think the that's the company's for. I would probably I would probably switch uh, Musielago for Crema because I think it's you know Crema Crema you know what forget Musielago which is great and that's probably what Eric would say but I would say the Crema will be the fourth one because it showed that we can make a Connecticut you know not every <laughs> that, you know that we can we can work in all facets all across right. the uh, yeah. all across the spectrum yeah and th- this is Espinosa right Coop. This is Espinosa, not, not Lazona. Not, Liz, not Lizona, We're okay. just going Espinosa, yeah. Cool. I had this a, way I if had we a, wanted, this I had way a wild did... card. I had a wild card if that was going to okay. make a difference. Yeah. So, um, you want me to go? Or yeah. You... Yeah. So, so Hector, you had Laranja, 601 Blue, Habano, and then you had Murcielago, but you swapped the crema in there. Well, I th- I think Eric would say Murcielago. I think I would say crema. Okay. It's still the it's of all the cigars that we've come. It's the proudest. It's the one I'm proudest of because, as you well know, 
I don't smoke Connecticut. Yeah. Very, very rarely. The only, you know, I, the Toro box press was because it was, I wanted a Connecticut that I could smoke yep. regularly. I don't really smoke a lot of Connecticut. Yep. Yep. Good one. Okay. Those are good. Those are solid picks, though. Oh, we're Thank not you, far. We're not far off, actually, on ours. Okay. So, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start, and we're gonna I'm gonna keep it with the tradition coop of, and I'm gonna do the reader digest version yep. of this. But in the tradition that we've done this, where I map it to the president, so um, it's a little on the nose, um, but I think it I think it's really appropriate uh, when you consider Thomas Jefferson, who was a Federalist at the time was uh was actually was actually liberal that was a that was liberal for the time and so when you think of liberal today you associate it with the democratic party which you associate with the color blue so there's no you can only go one particular way with that and that's a 601 blue is the thomas jefferson of the espinoza mount rushmore um for me uh skipping going backwards in time to the 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 quintessential founding father, which is, of course, George Washington, the first president of the United States, and, uh, you know, said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run for re-election after his second term. And when you have something good, you, you keep it going. But George Washington said, said, we have something good, and we're going to create a tradition here. And for over 150 years, it was the tradition that only presidents ran for two terms. And so when you think about a foundational aspect <laughs> like George Washington said, is there anything better than the former number one cigar of the year for else from our takes, the Espinosa Habano? So that is my George Washington uh, pick for my Mount Rushmore. So I have 601 Blue, the Espinosa Habano, and going ahead to Abraham Lincoln, who himself did a, was, a rev, was a revolutionary in a lot of different ways. You know, unlike the revolutionary that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were, you know, uh, you know, freeing themselves away from British tyranny. Lincoln himself was called a tyrant. Lincoln himself was a revolutionary. He, he bucked the trend and he created something entirely new in this new union after the Civil War, even though he didn't live long enough to see it. The benefit is that Eric and Hector and all the great folks at Espinosa do get to see the fruits of their labor by creating a revolutionary product in the original Espinosa Laranja. Taking uh, taking a wrapper leaf uh, that was not really well known and making it one of the finest cigars, robbed of the cigar aficionado number one. It should have been the cigar aficionado number one cigar of the year, but maybe it will be there one year. Um, so the Espinosa Laranja, the original, uh, is my Lincoln pick. And then finally, uh, good old Teddy, uh, founder of the Bull Moose Party, the original rebel. When it comes to U.S. presidents, I, I mean tough as nails, you know, you know, went and volunteered for war, gathered up volunteers in a San Antonio bar and went and fought in the Spanish American war. He was a warrior, a warrior president and only worthy that you've got to have, you've got to have the warhead on top of the Espinosa Mount Rushmore. Wow. So that's, that's, those are my picks. The 601 blue, the Espinosa Habano, the Espinosa Laranja and the warhead. We're close. We're also close on these. All right. Well, for, wait, Hector, what do you think of my picks? I think they're great. I mean, the warhead. The only I didn't I didn't want to go limited. That's why I didn't use the warhead because we only really yeah you know, it changes every year size wise. But the warhead has been 
you know, the Warhead has been a consistent cigar uh, seller, you know, a brand for us year in and year out. A perennial I mean, I cigar coupe top per, 10. It's a perennial co uh, co uh, cigar coupe top 10. So uh, how can I argue with your picks, you know? Can't. Can't do it. Can't do it, Sully. Can't do it. Yeah. No. Um, they're good picks. <coughs> it's kind of interesting. So I went because we like said we tend to map the president thing too, but but it's interesting because mine's almost like a cross of your two lists. Um, so the first one, uh, the Washington Foundational. There's no question it's Espinosa Habano. Um, you want to look at it had two terms. The first term was the original blend, and then the tweaked blend, which I think uh, you know uh, is that second term, like you said, but. Uh, you made a really good blend, a better blend. Um, uh, that's the foundation of Espinosa cigars. I mean, that Espinosa Habano is what's really started it for Eric, for Espinosa cigars. Okay. Now, the Jefferson pick, I looked at Jefferson kind of as the inventor. You know, he kind of had his hands in a lot of stuff. And maybe sure. I could have made this something else, but I put Murcielago in there. Because I mean, and Hector, this I know this is pre you, but you got to remember when Eric came out with Murcielago with Eddie at the time when they released that. This was like a time where Mexican rappers were shunned. They really well, sure. were. They, they and, absolutely. When you and, thought of Mexican tobacco, you yeah, thought we, of Bayamo. Yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're using Maduro or, or Oscuro, and they came out and they just they embraced it and they said, um. No, it, it's 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 uh, it is um, we're gonna come out with this line, and then you guys, you know, Jefferson had a career after the presidency, as well. You know, he had a, he had a career afterwards, and then what did you guys have to do? You guys had to go and recreate that, right? You guys went. Three, I remember the three, process. Two times we had to recreate it. Two times. So you recreated yeah. the first time, and I think you did. I think you did well. I mean, I think that first that second iteration was really good. But then that third iteration, when you started uh, leveraging the AJ tobacco, uh, it ended up being, it took it to greatness. It, I mean, it really, I think it's an important line, Mercy Lago, when we write about the history of the last 25 years of the cigar industry. Mercy Lago is, is a big story. Um, and it's an important story. And it's part of your, it's part of the Espinosa portfolio now. And I think that's really important. Like I said, it started before you, but then when you came in there, you played a big role in bringing that back and getting it to the point it was. And I think the third iteration is the best of the three. I, I, I'll be well, honest here. And if I may, could just interrupt your flow for two seconds. I think that like, you know, to your point about being the inventor that Thomas Jefferson was, he was, he wasn't afraid to tinker. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't to afraid find, to, yes. That's what I was thinking with this. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to find something better. And there's a, there, listen, that's, a, there's, a, that's a lot of, a lot of humility for Eric to do that. This was a very important project to him. It was a very important brand to him and he wanted to get it right. And even though he, even though he had a, a very good cigar in the very beginning, he, he wasn't afraid to take a look at it and, 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 and take different approaches with it. And like you said, I think, you know, I, I think we can all agree. I mean, I think this third, uh, well, I'm interested to get Hector's thoughts. I think this third iteration really, really is the, 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 the winner of the three and it, you know, to your point about the short church show that you guys did, Hector, I, I, I that's fucking lights out. I love that blend. Yeah. And that Patola. Yeah. Listen, that, that, that blend did mean a lot to him. I mean, it yeah. was the, the, you know, he, after him and Eddie split, he kept the six of ones and Eddie kept Kubal and, 
a real one vibe and Eric really wanted the Musiago and it was going to be the next release after after the the Maduro and the Hamano came out but I think the the only thing that may have been wrong with the red was it was just a little it didn't have the smoothness of the original and the creaminess of the original yes i agree with you on that and it's an unfair it was an unfair project to take on because you know when we did find some of these old musicals in the wild they were six five six seven years old it's very hard to try to blend a cigar or blend or recraft a cigar uh based you know on a cigar that you're smoking that's six years old but you know we we really kind of retro retro engineered this we considered the fact of what the time frame it was when this cigar was being made what tobaccos were being used then what was available to that manufacturer at the time and 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 we kind of got there with the red but it still was not you know i there are guys who are smoking the red now you know three years after we stopped making it at lazona and moved it to aj were telling me oh my god this is smoking Great and yeah, but we didn't have three years, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just it was just the situation we were in as at the time because the factory was still small and still. I mean, it's always going to be small, but we had a hard time finding some of the tobacco that we needed. That was not the case from the moment that we first made the first initial prototype at AJ's. It was smooth, smooth off the table. Yeah. So that was a, that was really a, 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 a it was a yeah, great. It, yeah, it really kind of got that smoothness back with it. Um, and it's great tobacco. That's it. I mean, like I said, there's nothing to be ashamed about what you guys did with the red, like the second iteration. Um, I think it was a fantastic cigar. It's one I would buy and I would have continued to buy. But man, when you retro, when you kind of went back um, that third time. You got it right, and it's now. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what. On top of all that, it's 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 another feather in his cap, because you know, you know what happened with six hundred ones for a while. Yeah. Band change another band change, you know, smokers, re- uh, customers, retailers as well. They don't like to see things change on a cigar. They don't like to see the box change. They don't like to see the band change. They don't want to see any variation. You know, the color variation on the wrapper yeah. got darker or lighter. They don't like that. Because you could swear on a stack of Bibles that nothing has changed, just the band has changed. And people, you know, people are like that. People see something, you know, and no, it's changed. It's different. The band is different. The cigar tastes different. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, yeah. It's, one of those, it's one of those things. And when somebody has a cigar that they don't like once, it's hard for them to go back to it. Yeah. It's kind of like, I've always said, it's kind of like the same, like when you go to a restaurant and you get food poisoning, you never go back to that restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never go back. You know, I didn't like that. I'm not going back there. But we managed to be successful. Obviously, the first one was very, very successful. The second one had some success, but we we just found it wasn't. It just needed to be toned down a little bit, and and the third one really picked up uh, where the second one kind of left off. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you on that. You know, you talked about the six hundred one piece. I, I, my first conversation with Eric, he was all upset about these bands, and I, we had a conversation about this, and he didn't even know me, and he and he was just like, I can't believe I did this with the bands. You know, and, and I was just trying to reassure him, hey, the cigar is still smoked great. I mean, but I, I remember he was very upset about Eric. And he's look, Eric, Eric yeah. is not a guy that regrets. You know, he doesn't regrets not a part of his yeah. mantra, you know. Yeah. But those are, you know, he does, you know, I, you know, that that was a uh, that's a regret. It's a regret. Uh, it's having, a regret. Somebody, have a, have, having somebody distribute your cigar at the end of the day, in hindsight, you look back, it sounds like a great idea, but you you know nobody's going to have more interest in selling your cigar than you are yeah 
and 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 that's something that you know you you seem to be doing it for ten years now. Yeah. So it's 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 uh it's yep. it's the way to go. Yep. Yep. So that was my that was my Jefferson pick. Now my Roosevelt pick was the Laranja, because um, again I remember when Laranja came out. It was like a, it was a surprise to me. Like I, you know, I, I'd gotten to know some of you guys already. I think this is when around the time you and I first met. And you know, I always thought Espinosa had. Met, a we we met before that. We met during the Bunker Buster release. Right, we met through the Bunker Buster release. Correct. That's right. We met right before that. Yeah, uh, at the Smoke Inn. And uh, you asked me, "Hey, what do you think of that cigar?" <laughs> Lucky, I said the right thing. I love that. Yeah. Cigar. Well, you told you were, you didn't know who I was. So it's an honest. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. This guy, yeah, I just thought he was uh, some. A at, least you didn't, at least, at least you didn't tell me there was Honduran in it. Sorry, <laughs> no, so but it shocked me that Eric would go and get a Brazilian rapper. I'm like, this ain't Eric, right? Uh, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised because again, go back to Mercy Lago, he did it before with something that we, but but it, I just never thought Brazilian was in Eric's wheelhouse. Like you know, it's I, I just never thought that. And and that became, prior prior to that prior to that cigar, I had only seen one other cigar that had that. That orangey, Bayano uh, Naranjado, and I think that was the San Lutano. That was the only other, the Oval, I think, or the, the Oval. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember a lot of people using it, and it just had a nice sheen to it. It really looked nice. It yeah. smoked well, had a distinct flavor. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's been, it's been great for us. It really, yeah. It yeah. Was, it, let me tell you, it was a risk. It was, it was a, a risk. risk. I, I just said yeah because Eric was, you know, San Andreas Maduros. Habano, uh, that was yeah. pretty much uh, next. Uh, you know, those we'll are the pretty tombstone. Just Habano, baby. Just, <laughs> just Habano. Mr. Habano. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I mean, you go and that became it. I think what it kind of showcased is you guys weren't one trick ponies, um, for sure. And I mean, I think it was a fantastic. You know, I mean, we talked about Kaixa. Uh, you know, it was some really cool sizes. You did that one size. It was like that perfecto. Oh, we did that for a we did that for a company called Alliance. Yeah, um, Alliance. Yeah. yeah, that was so, good, that was a great size. I remember. But that's a scary size. That was the bunker buster size. And yeah, listen, the problem was the problem was not the cigar, and that people thought that I, we were worried that it would be plugged. It's you know, unfortunately, we there's still a lot of operator error out there. I mean, you know, the guys cutting. You know, when I see that, I you know, when we released Bunker Buster, I spent most of my time walking around from table to table to make sure that the guys cut it right. These guys will cut it too low yeah. on the shoulder, then it starts to unravel. And what's the first thing you say? Oh, this is a piece of shit. It's unraveling. No, yeah. sir. Look, you cut it wrong. Cut it up here. Cut the nipple. You don't, you know. No, I like the nipple. Yeah, of course we all like the nipple, but you got to cut the nipple so the cigar can draw. You know, that yeah. you know, you, you're trying to you're you're doing these things. And I think, like I said, it's been 10 years. Cigar smokers are much more educated now and they're they learn all the time and, and they're open to learning and, and learning about new tobacco and new sizes and and, and and experimenting so i i think that's not an issue anymore yep no i i agree with you on that so yeah i think Roger obviously i think i think it changed the game for for a lot of things that you guys did um and i think you guys did something with a brazilian rapper that hadn't been seen before uh it was a flavor profile that you know was unique it was uh you know because brazilian is very polarizing tobacco with me um i either yeah, love it or hate it yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that, Coop, for your palate. But yeah. everyone thinks about Araparaca, you know, for the most part. I would say that it's probably, well, there, and there's Marafina, of course, but I think when most people think of Brazil, they think of Araparaca, they think of dark, they think of rich, they think of toasty. Yeah. And that's, 
while uh, Laranja certainly is the Brazilian habano certainly is rich, it's a different type of richness. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I, I love I love Brazilian tobacco. I really do. It, when and it's like it, yeah, filler and filler and wrapper, but I mean, uh, it's uh, Eric. I don't, Eric's not crazy about alapinaca. He, he doesn't like it. He, he you know, it's and, it's not. A, I have a lot of. Bro, I don't. We're both 55 years old. You think we're going to stop now? I mean, we're, you know, well, you know, we both have, yeah. we're both set in our ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's some really good Ira Paracas, but there's some really ones I don't like either. I mean, you got, you got skips, you got this. I still love the original CAO Brazilias. Uh, to me, the it's the Taranio 1959. Those are the three for me, but there's other ones I've had that just like, no. Um, so my last one, because I just didn't have a place to, I, I don't really have a good mapping to the president, but I had to put it on Mount Rushmore, uh, was the Warhead. Um, and I think the Warhead, uh, again, you, you guys hit it. This is a line, the Warhead's 10 years old next year. Um, um, well, it, Warhead 8 is the next one. So technically, it's going to be eight years old. You skipped, but you skipped two. Yeah, you skipped we, two years. Well, the first year we didn't do it. We came out the second year, and then we skipped one year because unfortunately, Warhead Two got caught up in the Laranja Jets. Yeah. you know, which was strength. a great size. I, I think it was Warhead a great was- size, but you know, it's it came out against Laranja, yeah. which kind of cannibalized. Yeah, Laranja cannibalized all the sales for us that year. Yeah, I mean, everybody gave nobody gave a shit about anything else but Laranja. That's fair. They'd come to the booth. They wanted samples of Laranja. They didn't care about this. Or that. They wanted Laranja. So Warhead, you know, we so we so much so that we said, you know what? Let's. We're not going to do Warhead again, but we did eventually. You know, we the 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 vote was taken and enough pressure was put on that we that we came out and we came out in a size that you know we knew that we would attract every nerd in the world with a box press lancer. One of the best box press lancers I've ever had. Uh, it was it was a number five cigar of the year. On coop, uh, so I mean that was a great, great. Um, that would look good in your booth, by the way. But I'm uh, just saying, <laughs> uh, but you don't make it anymore. <laughs> so I understand that. So you don't make that size anymore. And well, we made we made it again for that sampler that came out yeah, last year. Yeah, that's true. And here's the thing: I'll say that that is really important. Um, and Bear and I have talked a lot about annual releases, right? Annual limited editions, right? And look, some have run out of gas over the years. Uh, and I can, I can name and some from some very famous companies. Okay, this this Warhead is not run out of gas. I mean, it's now like I said, I think everyone's looking forward to Warhead Eight. Um, Listen, the, the artwork is different. The yeah. military theme is different. I'm a veteran. Yeah, I wasn't in the Air Force, but I'm a veteran. And I and I, you know, as I'm the only veteran in the office, and you know, it's it's something that is kind of near and dear to me because, you know, I I I, I want something for our guys out there who are prior service and, and can relate to the military theme. Yeah. Uh, Anthony did the initial artwork and he really did a great job with the initial yeah. artwork. And he did the artwork for the first seven. Our new artists now, we have a new art artist that's working with us. And wait till you see eight. I mean, it's it's it, we didn't veer off course, you know, but it's a new perspective with a new set of fresh eyes on it. And it's going to be a size that, you know, I, I don't think it's polarizing. I think it's just something that if you're going to you're going to do a cigar limited, you're going to do a limited cigar and every year you're changing the sizes, you have to go through the spectrum of sizes. Yep. So Warhead 8 will be a 6 by 60 It'll be box pressed. Nice. And it's going to do well. It's going to do well yes. because it's a good, strong cigar and, and a big ring gauge. And I think it's going to do great. Yep. I, I really do. 
Yeah, no, and I think you, uh, you know, you've done some things. You know, I think, I think six and seven were just so. There was a lot of things that you guys. Like the six was a very six that's, was so good. The six oh, was gosh. so good, and the age. Shout out, to, shout out to Big Tony, man, for getting me one of those. Yeah, oh, the, Figurado, the Figurado. Let me tell you something. That Figurado punched a lot of man cards out. Yeah. Oh, it did. And, it, but but it, it smooths out I, a little bit. With a little age, it smooths out. Well, a bit. sure. But a lot of guys don't. People, a lot of guys aren't, you know, there are a lot of guys who buy two boxes of Warhead or yeah. three or four and they smoke them right away and yeah. save one for one. Then they sit, then they box one for another year. But that Warhead Figurado, that knocked a lot of people on their asses. That cigar yeah. was no shit. Yeah. That, was, yeah. <laughs> that cigar was legit. Uh, and I think, you know, I think five, five was a great size and six by 48. Uh, you know, uh, seven was, uh, seven, six by 52, if I'm not mistaken, we went yep. with the traditional size and, and, you know, I, l listen, there's, you can't make a, you know, you, you, I don't think that you'll ever see a Corona Gorda there, but you know, you're, we'll, we I'd, love to, I'd love to see it though. Yeah, but we'll make, we're going to, you, you know, know we, you know, what would be great in it. A Bellicoso. Oh God. Oh God. I a Bellicoso, a box press Bellicoso would be awesome in that. Blend. We might do that for Warhead X. Oh, I'm sorry, Warhead 10. Uh, <laughs> ooh, we're not going there. <laughs> no, no, Warhead 10. Uh, Warhead 10, maybe, but you know, for sure, eight. I had something in mind for nine as well. I just don't know if we're going to get there yet. Yeah, you got to feel what's going on. You know that yeah. we're an industry that goes in waves, you know, when it's we have the wave with rappers and, you know, a bunch of Connecticut's came out and a bunch of Sumatras and a bunch of Cameroons and then. Then, you know, the six by 60 is big and the light zero was big for a while. You know, so we just got it. We want to go with the flow. Yeah. No, I think it's good. So, Jerry, in your mind, I mean, because you blended both of them. So I'm interested. You, you, you made the comment about the Warhead 6 uh, being super strong and everything. You also blended the Cornelius and Anthony Mistress, which took a lot of people out, too. Which almost kill, we almost killed Victor. We almost killed Victor with that. You almost oh, killed Seth. You almost, you almost killed Seth. You almost killed Seth. Uh, listen, uh, Two different I types do, of cigars, two different two blends. Different totally, types, you know. Two different blends, two different, completely different types of tobacco. Uh, Stephen Bailey from Cornelius and Anthony wanted a cigar that was just disrespectfully strong, and that's the best way. That's the best way I can describe it. He wanted something that was disrespectfully strong. He wanted a cigar that incorporated the burger that he grew in Virginia, and it had uh, Pennsylvania broadleaf filler, and he wanted it to be strong. And I made several strong samples in Nicaragua for him to try when he got there. And he turned to me and he said, it's not strong enough. And I said, are you, are you, and I, under my breath, obviously, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we turned around, made a couple, he was there for a couple days. So we turned around and made some more that same day. And he said, this is what I want. The day before, the day of the show, I walked over to his booth and I said, I'm a little worried about mistress. And he said, it's the cigar I wanted. And that pretty much ended that conversation because it's a cigar we made for him. He paid for him. He wanted them. And that's, he put his name on it. And it's the cigar. It is the cigar that I am most asked about. It is the cigar that I am most asked if I have any left. And it is the most, it is the cigar that people really covet for some unknown reason. Well, maybe because the company is no longer around, people covet that cigar. But I just somebody sent me a picture on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. This cigar has got to be four years old by now. And he said, This cigar is still a monster. Well, yeah, still, still. There were some guys, some guys that smoked it and said, I just can't finish it. 
it's you know and i said oh i'm sorry he goes no it's good i just can't finish it you remember seth walking over to our booth <laughs> seth walked over to our booth at 10 30 in the morning he's smoking, smoking a mistress at 10 30 in the morning and he looked like he had the meat sweats yeah it looked like he had just came out of detox he looked awful <laughs> And he said, "Oh, so like, what the hell is wrong with you, bro? Are you, are you crazy? I had one with three. I had one with three years of age, and and it. I mean, it's certainly smoothed out, but, but it's got the nicotine. Yeah, but damn, oh, the it's nicotine got that. Is I shook when I smoked several, and I did smoke several of them. I if I smoked it too far, I mean, I might go halfway on it. I started to shake. I mean, I you could feel the nicotine. I could feel it rushing through my pores. You know, rushing through my blood. It was crazy." Yeah. So it was just it was just too strong. And uh, you know, listen, up to that point, the strongest cigar I had ever made was the protocol. The blue. This was yeah. You guys there? Hector uh dropped out. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. We lost Hector for a second. With the gerbil. Hector, okay. can you yeah, you, Hector, can you hear us now? You know, all the way for Hector to come back. I'm here. I'm listening oh, to you. Okay. What did you say? Oh, your, your voice. We, went we, out. we missed the. We, can you say the last sentence again? Yeah, you went it out. Just, it. it was just, you know, this. I tried to kill Cancel with that cigar, and this one, the mistress was just, just blew it away. I mean, that we, shit was crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not even. It's not even. It's not even in the same galaxy. That's yeah, how. No. That's how strong it is. No, no, no. You know, and well, that, that yeah. blue is a. That blue is an ass kicker too. It is. And you know, when I when I made the blue for Cancel, Eric calls me. He goes, "Bro, this cigar, this cigar is unsmokable." Which is awful. You don't want to hear that. I'm like, bro, well, you know, I'll work on something else. He goes, no, no, it's good. It's just unsmokable. This thing is just too strong. So, you know, I don't think I don't think Eric got around to even smoking a mistress or maybe a, a whole one. I'm sure he tried it. That's what that's a, you know, it's a shame because I really like what we I like the direction that company was going. Yeah. And I like the stuff that we had done with them. Mm -hmm. I you did some great blend. You did some great blends for them. I mean, yeah, the and they were different. And and they were different than our blends. They were yes. all different than our blends. Yeah. I thought yes. the gent, the gent was a great cigar. Gent was yeah. unbelievable. Gent was a wonderful cigar. Yeah. I thought Daddy Mac was a really good cigar. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Meridian, the Gonza, Meridian, Ariel was di was different. Like we talk about, you talked the about Ariel. wanting the to Ariel. show everyone how you could do a Connecticut with the crema. What you and that and the, and I just finished my. It just it's fucking great. But that Ariel was something completely yeah. different. That was yeah. really really showcased. I think your blending your blending I, capabilities. And it was my first time working with actual Connecticut shade wrapper. It was, you know, they wanted to use Connecticut shade, not Ecuadorian Connecticut. And, you know, it had the, it had some, it had some Nicaraguan color. I forgot that. Yeah. Good point. It, it was a nice yellow wrapper, nice egg yellow wrapper. And it had the, I used Burley in that as well. I used the Burley binder. So, I mean, we were really, we, we did really, we did really good work with them. It yeah. was a, it was a chance. I mean, I always thought of Cornelius and Anthony working for them, like you know, the side project, like Mike and the Mechanics. You remember Genesis? Yeah, that's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. You, know, you do your little side project, you know, my little Alan Parsons project, as uh, as uh, Doctor Evil would say, or whatever. You know, it was it was good to do those things on the side. Yeah, that was. It's you know, you think about brands that have gone away, and that's one a lot of people miss, and uh, you know, listen, but, I can't, I can't blame them. I can't blame him. Got, if I got a check like that, I'd be gone too. Listen, he's got a brand new life, got married. Uh, you know, listen, we'd all, we, as much as we like what we do, and I'm a person that's always kind of, uh, I am what I do. That's, that's always been, you know, my persona is that I, I am what I do for a living. 
Yeah. And it would, I, I, I think it would be great to retire and, you know, and travel and, you know, and, and, and see, you know, not have to worry about, yeah. you know, all of the small things that we have to worry about, well, not small things, but all the daily worries that we have, but, you know, congratulations to him, more power to him. And, yep. you know, and I, I wish him nothing but success. No, it's he's, a, he's, he's living his best life with scenery sugars on some basketball uh, somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Fishing, fishing, uh, hunting, uh, rocking on his porch or whatever, you know, he's, he's living a good life. I can't, I can't, well, I can't hate, I can't hate the player or his game. Not at all. Well, I, I agree. I agree. But like I said, stuff, it's, work, it's work you guys could definitely be proud of, what you could certainly be proud of. Um, and, out of res- and out of respect to him, you haven't seen anything out of Lizona come out that tastes like those things. Those are, you know, that's, those are their blends and, you know, yep. those will forever be their blends and you'll never see them. You'll never see them again. No, but it's part of history, too. <laughs> part of the folklore of Lizona. And I think it's important. Uh, and then if you, and if folks want to go back and watch the 2018 edition of Lizona Palooza where, where we had the smoking contest. Oh my uh, God. The, Father yeah. Victor. We almost lost Father Victor. That was Aaron's brainchild. Let's, let's have a, let's have a speed smoking contest with mistresses. And Aaron, Aaron Loomis. <laughs> he's such a salty fuck. I swear. He is, I swear. You know, he's. Don't a, me wrong. I, I was signed is, up for it right away. Like, let's do this. He is. He is a grenade. Throw the grenade in the room. Walk away, kind of guy. Just you know, and and giving credit to Victor, he got all the vomit in the bucket, which was very important. It, but, he very important. but he didn't. But he didn't. Like, if he would have vomited during it, he would have lost, right? Well, of course. Heave, yeah, but if you heave, you leave. He. He held if it you, to the end, lose, and, then, and then they gave him water. But it wasn't the cigar. It was well, yeah, the, the funny thing is you had, you had a room full of first responders there, and all of them are saying, don't give him water, give him air, or give him some sugar and they gave him water. And they gave him water, and I'm like, yeah. well. And yeah. I was on the air with you, and I think I told you, this is not going to end well. And <laughs> it did not end well. No, we were doing, uh, we were doing call a commentary. Yeah. I think you were doing with us. And I said, well, look at that. That's a great moment in, in podcast history right there. <laughs> that was – it had to be one of the epic moments, and uh, for sure – Bear, you weren't there. You were remote. No, I, but I, but I, I saw their facial reaction of all three of you, which was the be- which was probably the next best thing in seeing it live. And, and to watch Victor smoke that thing, like, and Victor loves Espinosa. Victor only smokes like Lozano. Oh, Victor only, only smokes. smokes yeah, Lozano. he he, he I, smoked I, that thing like his life depended on it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he did it. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was. I'm like, dude, I, I, you know, of all people, I, I wanted him to win, but he's the guy I didn't want to win because, like. I was, you know, he's older than some of the other guys. And, you know, I just was a little worried about that, but, uh, but he was a good sport and, uh, he'll yeah. be, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be at Lizona Palooza on Thursday. He yeah. is, uh, he is a, I huge, love that guy. Huge Lizona guy. And, uh, Eric, Eric has nothing but, uh, un, 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 unparalleled love for him. Uh, uh, oh yeah. When, yeah. When Victor was under the weather a couple of years ago, Eric sure. drove, Eric drove to Tampa to be by his bed. I mean, bedside. That's, uh, yeah. It says a lot. I don't know any a lot of manufacturers. I absolutely good job by Eric on that. <coughs> for sure. For sure on that. So that was our Mount Rushmore segment here. Uh and uh I'll just recap them one more time. Uh I had uh Espinosa Habano, Murcilago, Warhead, and Laranja. Hector had Laranja, six of one blue, Espinosa Habano, and uh, the Murcilago. Crema, 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 crema. I'm sorry, yeah, that's right. You had your choice would have been crema. Company would have been Marissa. And Barry, you had 601 Blue, Espinosa Habano, Espinosa Laranja, and Warhead. You notice this one cigar that I'm like, and it was tough and it, it didn't make the cut on everyone's was the, uh, was the, um, the squirrel? Yeah. The one that got you a big, it got you a big number one. 
Yeah, it did. It did. It did get us a big number one. And it's a great Uh, cigar. I mean, I could easily have put that one on there as well. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with Laranja. Wouldn't have been impossible without Laranja, the original though. That's 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 why that was my logic. Because I actually like the score better. I like the score even better. When you when you think of when you think of Laranja, you think of the orange. Yep. I mean, we're we're hopefully. And and it it was a game changer for you guys too. I think that was a natural progression as well as Azulado. After that. I will never say that. Yeah, yeah, there's about that's on my list. The only reason he keeps me around, Hector, is that correct his English. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, No, so that was an yeah, that was an interesting one that was uh, not on there for sure. Um, Yeah. So, uh, and I'll tell you what, I smoke more Oscuro than I smoke Laranja. I hardly smoke Laranja at all. you know which one I, I almost put on too, and it's so underrated. Uh, and I love that Perfecto size is the is the green. Green is the a great green, green is a great cigar, and and black. The, but I mean, green is the green is a is our our the green is a true blue collar cigar. It is a it's true a, blue collar cigar. It is. I, I don't smoke a lot of Laranja, not because I don't like it, and I, I I think it's great. I love it. But I just don't smoke a lot of it because I I know how hard it was to get that wrapper. I know how hard it is to get that wrapper now, and I would rather see those in boxes on the shelves than in my office. You know, yep. I smoke a squirrel. I smoke a squirrel and a soleo probably a little bit more than I smoke anything else. But the yep. green is still the green is still my go-to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So why don't we move to our next segment here? And actually, we have a double segment with this one, but uh, it's not long segment, actually, in other words. Uh, it's our One Must Go segment, sponsored by uh, United Cigars. United, we smoke, but One Must Go. Brought to you by United Cigars, featuring La Giana Havana, and distributed to Jode Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly rated Atabay and Byron. Buy United, smoke United, live United. So, actually, you've been through this a couple of times. We give you three things. Actually, one of them, we're giving you four things tonight. We're doing two of these tonight. Oh, okay. I did one, and Bear did one. And they're, they're both plays on each other. Um, and um, they're both, well, okay, so I have to do mine first, Bear, before we do yours, right? Yes. Okay. So um, in this, I have um, selected uh, three television shows, okay? And I'm going to say that all three of us are not a fan of any of these shows, Okay. But one there's ab- no correlating theme. There's not really a correlating <laughs> other than that. I think that most people uh, would rather slit their wrists. Uh, all right. Uh, who we know. I don't know. Maybe you like one of these shows. We'll see. Right? All right. So and we'll all do this. Right. But you'll be the first. One. And here are your three choices. Seinfeld's not one of them. Just Seinfeld's not one of them. All right. Now, these are these are the first one is reruns of General Hospital. The second one is the Oscar Awards. And the third one is The View. Oh, God. one of those have to go. All right. The General General Hospital keeps has kept millions of housewives and house husbands and domestic workers and patients in hospitals busy and entertained for 50 years, I guess, or whatever number yeah. of times. So General Hospital has served a purpose. The Oscars is nothing but a self-flatulating uh, pat on the back to Hollywood types, other by, by other Hollywood types. But you know we like Hollywood types. We go to movies. We have favorite movie yeah. stars. 
but the view is is a cackling. Uh, that's that's a keyword. Cack, cackling, cackling smorgasbord of monkey shit. I would not. <laughs> I, I what a vivid. Uh, Chrissy's saying all holy, of them. <laughs> holy shit! I I would rather I. I would rather have my tank shade with a rusty Gurkha <laughs> than have to watch the view. Oh, right. Jesus, shots fired. Mother of Mary. The view has to go. <laughs> and I don't care which one of them is. Pack them in a truck and drive them out to the Everglades. I got no... And listen, I had to... We When I worked, <laughs> when I worked in Homeland Security, uh, we had televisions on all day. So, you know, during... Most part of the during the early morning hours, we'd have local news on all the you know the ABC local, CBS, NBC, and Fox local, just in case anything was happening that 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 would relate to what we were doing. But at the end of between somewhere after the local news, we'd switch over to CNN. We'd have them all on CNN, HN, HLN, Fox, and sometimes there would somebody forget to change the TV, and the view is on. And as soon as I heard that New Yorker, what's the New Yorker's name? Whoopie doesn't bother. Oh, as soon as Joey Behar nail scratching on a chalkboard, I J Joey Behar isn't fucking with my Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, so Joey, I couldn't. Mm -mm. You there? Yeah. Yeah, we Joey Behar. I just, I, I couldn't. I can't deal with the view. So the view's got to go. Okay. I would need one. Yeah, that was that was really easy. All right. Okay, Bear. All right, so this is this is interesting, um, and I'll tell you why. Um, so let's start with General Hospital. So, um, so Hector Hector hit a hit a very interesting point with this how it's how it's been entertainment for uh, over half a century for uh, domestic workers, housewives, house husbands, uh, my mother being among them, and I mean I have several memories from my childhood, um, and. And the television that I watched, you know, certainly the cartoons and things like that. But I mean, my first real, I guess, kind of real person show, you know, not cartoons was General Hospital. You know, so I actually have pretty vivid memories of, of Luke and Laura and the drama of, you know, General Hospital because because my mother you were, was. A, you weren't alive at General Hospital, Luke and Laura, were you? Yeah, it was. OK, OK. Yeah. 80s. Yeah. Late oh, 80s. You know? OK. Like, like okay. I said, really early. I mean, I'm too young to understand okay, it. OK. Really. Yeah, that's true. Um, they were on a long time. Yeah, they were on a long know, time. You know, I identified with their son Lucky. I mean, you know, cool name, all that good stuff. So, um, so yeah, so that's actually a really interesting, very, very vivid part of my childhood was that was was General Hospital. Not not, not days of our lives, not anything else. General Hospital was the staple in, in my household. So um, so for I mean that one's gotta go. That one's gotta stay because okay. I mean that that that's my that's my mom we're talking yeah. about. So um shout out shout out to shout out to mama bear um okay. so so that one's got to stay um uh hector's remark aside um i love film i love i love film i adore film um i look forward to the oscars every year not necessarily because i like hearing um some of these speeches uh, necessarily but there are some really great moments uh Mahershala Ali's uh, acceptance speech from a couple years ago um, was one of the most beautiful observations of a life uh, you know, of a diverse life, well lived, and, and acceptance. And you know, and while it certainly it certainly outlined and had 
had political undertones. It it really was a lesson for anyone, anyone. And uh, and I think I think the Oscars has beautiful moments throughout it. I love film. I adore it. Um, the Oscars is a staple for me every year. Um, I record it because I usually do my show on Sunday nights. So I record it and I watch it. I love the Oscars um, and um, because I love film. So that one's staying. Um, I'm not going to mess with the beautiful description that Hector laid out about the, how could you compete with that? The view's going to go, man. The view's going to go because, I mean, I love the other two are just near and dear to my heart. It's an easy, it was an easy pick for me. Uh, we're going to leave, we're going to leave Hector's description right there. That's, 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 that's podcast excellence right there. <laughs> that's just, I, there, I, I, I thought, I, I thought Ricky Gervais ripping on all the people in the audience was fantastic. And I like watching the memorial where the you know the people who passed. Yeah, you remember about yeah, you remember the actors that you watched. But you know they're part of it. But when when you when I was more into movies, I'm not as much into movies anymore because I just don't like going to theater and and I, I you know I, I just I'm not as I'm not the movie guy I was. But you know when what was that silent movie that won the Oscar? You know the, the one the, 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 the artist yeah the artist. Come on, man. You know, we've made all this progress in sound and Dolby yeah. and effects, and it's a beautiful fun. film, though. It's beautiful, uh, but you're you're at, no, it's a okay. So if from it artistically, it's a beautiful film. Ironic, oh, you know, okay. you know, great, great on the nose name for it. But when I was younger, right. I enjoyed the RGC stuff. I'd go see a Maldivar movies at the at the beach. You know, the the Spanish movies. You know, with the subtitles. But I don't know. I just you know, uh, listen. I like I said, I I, I kept it because people like movies. People like the movies and people like movie stars and people like, yeah, you know, I, you know what I used to like to watch the Joan Rivers pre-show when she, ah, when she, you know, see, see somebody and rip them for what they were, you know, I, I like watching that, you know, but. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause like, I'm really well known for my, for my hatred for, for Chevy chase. Uh, my wife has always made the comment, you know, the last couple of years about, you know, the, the commentary about, you know, my hatred for him and, She's like, do they even know how you feel about Meryl Streep? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think they do. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, let's just keep it plain and simple. I'm not a Meryl Streep fan. I mean, that lady can fucking shit, you know, in, you know, a, you know, premedicated diaper with, you know, used Indian food and, and call it a movie and someone would nominate her for best actress. It just, you know, it's like a given. How, how, but how different is that from our own industry? That's a fair point, a, I suppose. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, reputation takes you a long way in this industry as well, you know. So, you know, what are you gonna do? All right, Coop, what are you? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to run over the show. No, 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 you're good. You're good. All right, I guess I gotta do this. So, General Hospital. Cool little, little backstory with this one. Um, my wife, I dated my wife in high school, and then we kind of went separate ways on very good terms. And then we, we started dating again junior year when I was in college. We kind of connected back together. So there was like two years where I didn't really have a, a girlfriend or anything, right? I went to Rutgers University and there was a campus called Douglas College. And at Douglas College, it was the all-female campus at the time. Uh, and I had a class. I actually had a couple classes. I had to go there. Uh, and they had a student lounge and with a TV and it was all women. And what did they put on? They put on the soap operas. And I happened to be there with General Hospital was on. And I go there to, to basically meet chicks. Right. So. <laughs> right. So 
Using the wholesome, all, the all wholesome love all, story of Luke and Laura's you, Luke and Laura was not, but it was all Look Luke at Laura. you. I never saw Luke and Laura because I think they were off the show. Like at least the, the, when I was going to Rutgers, right? So there was no, there was some other, there was some like I don't know. It was like the uh, the, the they had the quarter mains were, were like the big family, yeah, I guess. The, the old, the old, yeah, the old, uh, the old uh, guards. So, the old so, money. so I had good memories of going, and I, I did, I did meet some chicks uh, in the lounge there. Chicks. So. <laughs> I met some uh, pimping with I, the chicks. You know these hoes ain't loyal up here at this college, right? Watching I, 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 I went Nesta Miranda here is what I did, right? So, no. so okay, I have I was and I did not like it. Okay, it was like I couldn't really get into it, right? So, so General Hospital, uh, I have a little soft spot there. Oh, you're picking yeah. up chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Scoring the tail. Were you always a big Christopher Cross song fan too? Were you singing? <laughs> Listen, my grand, my grandfather got almost got thrown out of the Grammys for yelling "fix" uh, when Christopher Cross was winning Grammys. It's a true story. My, uh, it's a story. My dad and uncle and grandfather had tickets to the Grammys because they got it through the record company. They were given three tickets, and my grandfather got drunk and he started yelling at Christopher Cross. Fix. That's a good way to pick up chicks, right? There. And the and the Pony sisters yelled at my grandfather's the the, the story. Yeah. So, but that's that. I digress. In the mess with the punish sister, Anita looked like she could put she could put it on you, dog. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. So the Oscars are horrendous. I'm just gonna say the Oscars are absolutely horrendous. It they're long. I don't know most of the movies they're talking about. It's not a very interesting show. Yeah, we but, talked about how film's not your thing. Yeah, I remember. But but yeah. okay. But I have to know the films, and and, and this is I've never seen these films, and it's a very long award ceremony. Uh, at least and we're gonna kind of you know the Grammys at least have like collaborations and stuff. You see some music, and I know the music. So, but the, but the Oscars are awful. I mean, I I, I hate I I hate it. I, I don't think I've watched the Oscars in in maybe 30 years so um but you are interested to see who wins it from time to time right so i mean i will admit that i'm curious so who won it like who did they give it to it's kind of like aficionado sometimes you know in a lot of ways so the oscar's okay it's gonna stay and that leaves the view to go and hector you you use the one word that i had in my mind cackle <laughs> cackle <laughs> Cack- i mean the, the, the i don't, end fight, I don't care end. what their politics are on the Okay. Me neither. I don't care if they're if they were they have I, I, and they have conservatives. I think on that too. It's unwatchable. It's, it's a bunch of yentas just on there. Yeah, whatever. I, I think we're unanimously throwing the view out. And I think. But I'll, how did you know. not? How did you not think the view was not going to be unanimous here? I mean, that's well, just. Well, yeah, Coop's on a fortune for a film. He just he's not a movie. We talked about this because. Coop has like have, encyclopedic knowledge of like everything. And I asked him, I said, you know, on one, on my show with when last time I had him on, I said, is there anything you don't know about? Like, what do you not know about? And he's like, I'm not a movie guy. And I was like, yeah, okay, I, I have, a, I have my small set of movies that I yeah, watch. You, I have about 20 to 30 movies I'll watch. And that's about it. Yeah. You told me the same thing when <laughs> I was on, when I was on with you too. And I said, listen, I, I, there's a lot of things I know about, but there's a lot of things I don't know shit about. Yeah. And and you know, I when I don't I don't know anything about bu- these guys who can build that are handy. Oh my god! I I yeah. I, I, yeah, know, I asked me- you the same question, Hector. That's yeah, right. measure question. measure yeah. twice, cut once. I'm measuring ten times, cutting twice. I mean, it's a nightmare. I'm not a handy guy, but you know what I have? I have a phone and a good contract. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> just I'm not handy. But- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I t- I, ch- I changed the ceiling fan a couple of months ago, I turned the power off to the whole house. I don't want no. I'm not messing around, man. Are you crazy? Right. You can change the hour on the microwave later. Yeah. I I got yeah. I got I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, they we're unanimous on this, but that leads us to our second question. One must go, 
And Bear, I'm going to let you. I'm going to turn this one over to you for for this one. Well, you know, if, hats off to you, Coop. I think this this was one of our funniest one must goes, and it, it this was one, well, Hector, most, Hector, it, you might have given the greatest yeah. answer on a one must go ever. Yeah, that, and and and, yeah. and it's also the most probably the most discombobulated. Well, there's a a theme of it being TV shows. That, you know, they, no none of them are even similar. None of them can be compared, you know, yeah. on the same page and everything. Yeah. So I, I, I took it on. I was like, okay, well, why don't we talk about the same page? I thought General Hospital might get booted. I actually thought that. I didn't think there was a lot of General Hospital fans. Well, we, you know, we, we all have moms and grandmothers. Yeah, and, I guess yeah. so. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Or, or, you know, the or, only yeah, thing I never, chicks. I could never, I could never imagine you saying, I've got to watch my stories with my chicks. You know, I know that the old ladies call them stories. <laughs> I got to see my stories, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Oh, that's all good. So, so I decided to take one of the things which, which I knew was staying because uh, of my love of film and everything. And I thought we'd talk about award shows for a second. It is award season, you know, the beginning, the first three months of each year, you know, we see a lot of award shows and, and um, I, I picked three of them um, and it, I picked them specifically for, for a reason I'll explain. So the, the choices are, while you guys are thinking about this, the choice with the Oscars makes a return. So the Oscars is one of the choices. The golden globes is another because it's, it's a, it's a combination award show of of film and television and then of course the emmys is the third one which is exclusively television so those are your choices gentlemen oscars golden globes and emmys one's got to go uh we all know uh, hector does, and and coop don't have a fondness for the oscars but i'm interested to hear their non-fondness and which one's got to go out of these three no i did not pick the grammys because i know for both i knew for a fact that both of y'all would keep that one the grammys is the choice the grammys is one of the one of the two yeah there's there's another award not not in the the mtv video awards that uh coop is a big fan of the mtv uh, oh god all right who goes first you go you're the guest uh the oscars has to go because the Golden Globe, I like television. I, I, I really enjoy television. You know, and once I'm hooked on a show, and, and, and here's a little funny tidbit about me. I don't really, I don't usually watch shows while they're, in, while, they're in, while they're running. I'll wait till several seasons are on, like on Hulu or Netflix or HBO Max, and then I'll go and I'll catch up. Because I, I, I just can't commit to a, you know, like there's a show now on, uh, I can watch the reruns on Hulu, but it's uh, Abbott Elementary, which is very, very funny. I, I, I find it very, very funny, but I can't. It was on while I was doing this podcast. So instead of trying to make time to watch the show, I'll wait till a couple of seasons of something run and then I'll, I'll watch it. And I'll get into it. But the the Golden Globes has TV and the Emmys is all TV and the Oscars does not. So the Oscars have to go. I'm so sorry, Bear. Totally fine. Totally fine. And, and they don't, I don't think they give honorary Golden Globes. Do they? I know they give honorary Oscars. But... It's true. <laughs> they do give a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, lifetime to, Achievement uh, Award. That's right. Like the Cecil B. DeMille uh, Lifetime Achievement for the Oscars. They do give a Lifetime Award for uh, in the Golden Globes as well. So. But I, I like the Emmys. I do watch the Emmys. I'll, not the whole, I might not watch the whole thing, but there are certain categories that I like to see. And, and the Golden Globes can be fun. But uh, definitely the, I, the Oscars, out of those three, the Oscars got to go. Coop. Um, the Emmys are really actually one of the most competitive awards that I've seen. Um, and you ooh, go back ooh. into you go back ooh. into the seventies. Uh, there sorry. was some. What? What was that? 
I was gonna. I now that you said something, I something dawned on me. But I'll I'll wait till you're done. So okay. Yeah, I mean the Emmys has always been a very competitive um category. Um, I think it's diluted a little. I know that now cable and on demand is is certainly worthy of it, but it's kind of gotten a little diluted. I think, um, because it, it's, it's there's more of a pool now because it's networks, cable, and, and on demand. But like you go into the '70s, like I remember the like best 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 comedy actor was always like one of the most competitive was you know you had jack klugman tony randall alan alda jack nicholson um not jack nicholson uh, jack albertson tico and the man it was always and it was always really interesting because those categories were so competitive carol, carol connor yeah. carol connor yeah you had and you had, you had comedy drama and special shows the emmys the emmys are great um and um now here's the thing the the problem is the 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 golden gold. I just feel it's like the second banana, right? Even though the Oscars are unwatchable, right? I, I just wow. think the golden gold is still like it's like the B team in a lot of ways, uh, you know, um, in a lot of ways, right? And I, so I, I'm inclined to, to um, part of me wants to boot the Golden Globes, but it goes back again. The Oscars are unwatchable. They're long. They're drawn out. Um, <laughs> And, and it's, you know, in both of those award shows, they, there's just self-patting on the backs and stuff. But if the Oscars weren't unwatchable, I, I think I, I would have voted the Golden Gold. So it's the, it's the Oscars for me as well. Wow. wow. I think he, I think he's going to boot the Golden Globe, sir. All right, go ahead, sir. So, well, the Oscars stays, uh, you know, my wow. my uh, my. Uh, my choice from the last from the last grouping aside, yeah. like again, yeah. I I love film, I adore yeah. it. Um, the Oscars is a perennial watch for me. So the interesting thing is, um, unlike the two of y'all, I I'm not I'm not a TV guy. Um, I'm I'm also not a very big music consumer. We've had this discussion the three yeah. of us privately, as well. So you know the Gram the Grammys would have been an easy out for me too, which is another reason why I didn't pick it. I knew it was going to stay for y'all. I knew that was going to be the obvious one for me to go. Um, and so. So the Emmys and the Golden Globes present this this interesting paradox for me because the Golden Globes combines my love and this thing that I'm, I'm not really a big consumer of. But what I really do like about the Golden Globes is it, 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 it transcends both of these medians and kind of brings it together in a very harmonious setting. And so the, and then and you sometimes you find the unusual case of especially when you have really talented actresses and actors that sometimes they're nominated in both in both arenas. They're nominated in both film and television, so it, it makes for it makes for a very interesting watch, and it and you you get to really see in a very unique setting in a very small time frame. Even though Coop thinks the shows are too long, uh, which Chrissy Critchfield pointed out, like how long is this podcast gone? <laughs> so, case in point. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, what I will bear, say, bears going long. Play the outro music. Go ahead. So fair, yeah. fair point. So, it's a fair hey, look. That's fair. That's a fair comment. I'm not gonna... Yeah, but when you sign up for this show, you know you're going four hours. Buddy. But you know when you watch the Oscars, it's four hours too. It's a fair comment by her. Yeah. So, but we I, deliver I, quality. We deliver quality for four hours, not like garbage like <laughs> for four hours at the Oscars. Boring. So I think I think I've got to keep the Golden Gloves and the Emmys have got to go. Although I, I do like your point though, Coop, that the Emmys are very highly competitive. I don't think it's been watered down as much as you think. I think the streaming services the netflix shows and things like that i've and in cable was the first one to kind of we saw you know your beloved sopranos really creep in you know they they, uh, they took they they opened it up for cable yeah 
Yeah. And so that was like the first wave of this new era of the Emmys and this new, and then streaming also, but again, streaming transcended both of these because now we see films and television both nominated in the Golden Globes. So I think the Golden Globes is, is, is honestly a truly great show because it, again, it captures the both medians in a really, very, very small way, which is really cool. Um, but so the Emmys have got to go for me. I, I can't. I kept the Emmys, but I'll tell you what, it bothers me that cable and network shows are competing for the same award. It's, it's, the, it's as fair. I was going with, yeah. It's, it's absolutely not fair when, you know, there's nudity, there's sex, and there's obscenity. And, and there, you're not getting any of that in Frasier. Yeah. You're not getting, I mean, sex, you know, sex in the city, you got guys. Frasier was a pervert, out. I don't know. Yeah, but he wasn't, but he never said anything dirty on the show. Yeah, that's you true. Saw, you never saw Daphne's chest. You know, Miles, Miles, you know, Niles wasn't rubbing one out in the bathroom. He, you know, he had none of this is epic. This is, you know, my goodness. Oh, I like Frazier, so it's great that he's bringing this up. You know, I mean, you know, Bulldog might be the only guy you catch, you know, in a glory hole or something like that. But my point is that it's just not fair. And HBO knew that. And they were, you know, Sex in the City, Rome, The Sopranos, The Wire, uh, you know, then Showtime had Six Feet Under. A weeds. There's nothing on network television that compares. Network television is going to go away though, because but of course, and cable is. Yeah, it's going to become to your a point, though, Yeah, but to your point, Hector. I mean, in in film, there there's also this, you know. But PG movies don't win Oscars anymore. It's always a red R, PG thirteen no, or R. A, right? It's a yeah. It's a yeah. It's an it's an unfair ballot in that in that sense. But I mean, Toy Story was nominated for Best Picture. Right, but it, didn't, it wasn't going to win. It wasn't I mean, going to win, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think they should, they, you know, at the, at the risk of maybe going a half hour longer, maybe they should break these categories up. It's just not fair to network television. Though, like you said, network television is going to go the way of the, the way of the 8-track tape. But hell, we were saying it was going to go the way of the LP, and LPs are back now. So, uh, it's, look, I have Peacock and Universal. Did we lose him again? Yeah, we lost him again. Yep. The gerbil. The gerbil ran out of gas. Yeah, we don't hear you, Hector. Just, you know. You have you have you have Peacock and Universal. That was the last thing we heard. I'm sorry. You didn't hear the other stuff? Okay, good. Peacock and Universal are gonna are because I think cable television and cable in in general is going to go away. But those are all owned by the networks. So the networks are now forming streaming services. And I think you're going to see the network channels eventually just become like reruns and stuff like that. I watch it. I watch The Office. I never watched The Office when it came on TV. Yeah. I watch the reruns. It's hilarious. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. You never watched The Office? I I have and I don't watch it though. It's an okay show. I like The Office. I like like it's better better than Seinfeld. Which is I like. Much. I, oh my! I saw. Yeah, I saw. I didn't see Parks and Rec when it came out. Parks and Rec is. I, I thought it was very funny. That's a funny you know, show. And it's entered Thirty Rock. I didn't see Thirty Rock when Thirty Rock came out. I see it in reruns. Uh, I, I love. Mean, I love the. I love the re. I love the remake of Hawaii Five O. I think they did. It wasn't quite as good as the original. But that until was. Bring, I watched that show for they, ten years. That was a great run they had of the second until Hawaii. They, until they bring back Canon, I'm not watching. Oh, Canon, William, William. Uh, William Conrad. William Conrad. No, was it William Conrad? Yeah, William Conrad. Yeah, yeah he, was he was the first great. guy. With a, first guy I ever saw with a phone in his car. Yeah, and, and that you, big Lincoln you, Mark Six or something. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember? You remember Battle of the Network Stars? 
That was a big, like they'd have the teams. It was based on the superstars competition that ABC would run, and they did it. That with, I liked. Yeah, superstars was great. It was the same concept where they did it with uh, the network started the ABC, CBS, and NBC. and NBC. There was no Fox back then. I I'm surprised they haven't brought that back. I to me that was unbelievable. I, I thought it was awesome. I I, I remember I, Barbie I Benton. Barbie Benton in her, you know, in the swimming pool. In the swimming Hello. pool, right. Barbie Benton. In the Hello. Uh, you had Gabe Cotter, Gabe Kaplan, not Gabe Kapler. Gabe mm-hmm. Cotter was like the, one of the team captains. Uh, sure. They had a, Telly William, Savalas was on it. It was like, it was Who was great. the guy from, who was the guy from Baba Black Sheep? That's Robert, William. Robert Conrad. Robert Conrad. Oh, he, he was, was nuts. Like, he was nuts on that show. Team team captain. I used to love that. Yeah. He but would, they, he would fight they, for his team, man. He would fight. They didn't bring them. that back. Yeah. I would have liked to see them bring it, but they haven't brought it back. I think people would watch that. Yeah. It beats all this reality television I don't watch. Yeah. And, well, it's funny you mentioned uh, that because the MTV uh, Road Rules versus um, versus uh, Real World was the was that was that was a playoff of the Battle for the Network Stars, yeah. which is now I got to tell you, I saw the first five uh, Real Worlds. I was also much younger. I mean, I was in my early twenties. I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. I saw them all the way until the Miami one, and then I just mm-hmm. said, "Fuck, I can't." The, do it. the one couple became like one guy became the congressman, and the other ones on Fox. Like the well, one you couple. had the you had you had the girl who was married to Pen, to uh, oh, she was married to a New York Knicks player, not Anthony, not Penny Hart, uh, Kenny. Uh, I can't think of what it was. Kenny Anderson. Kenny Walker. Kenny, Kenny Walker. Anderson. Kenny Anderson. Kenny, Kenny Anderson. Anderson. I'm sorry, Kenny, he was Kenny on the, Anderson. Yeah. And you know, but then the one with Pedro. That the last one I re- I saw. The one that I really I, I thought I thought the one in Seattle was good, uh, no San Francisco. The one in San Francisco was really good. San then they Francisco. went, then they went to Portland or Seattle, and I and they I got it started to get a little bit on the nose. And the Miami one I just could not watch. I watched like two episodes, and I went. Uh, I, I I am in agreement with you exactly with that. And the road rules, the first road rules is pretty funny because that girl on the first road rules is like a network anchor now. Not a network anchor. She's a she's been on ESPN. She's got a little southern draw. And she's been on ESPN a couple times. She's had shows. Kate something. I can't think of her name. But then when they went to England with the the uh, real world went to England and they didn't do their due diligence and they found out none of these guys could work in England because they didn't have work visas. They had travel visas. So they all had lounge. All they did was lounge around the apartment all the time. I, but I, I thought, but it was also, I was also 25 years old. So there was, you know, I, I'm 55 now. I don't, I don't think I could watch a, a, a house full of pre, you know, post teens and, Early adolescents trying to live together, drive me crazy. Do you remember Surreal Life? The Surreal Life? No, I never. They saw would that. put they put celebrities in a house to live together, and uh, they it was interesting because they had one one year where it was Ron Jeremy and Tammy Faye Baker were living in the same house. I bet you he put it on her though. No, I'm they became like they became like great friends. They yeah, became like great you, friends coming out of that thing. Actually. I bet you she went into his room one night. Are you really a porn star? Let me put it on you. <laughs> there was some interesting. <laughs> I, I think it was a little bit was scripted, but but still it was. Which is the one? The one with Bridget Nielsen and Flavor Flav. That's the one that fucked. Oh boy, <laughs> the flavor of love. The flavor of love. That's what it was called. Flavor of love. Yeah. Oh, all right. Man, all bad right. television there. Yeah. So that was our one must go segment, sponsored by um, United Cigars. Uh, quickly, I just want to mention Agonorsa Leaf again. Uh, we're running this month on the Agonorsa Experience on Cigar Coop. Uh, you can click on the sidebar, and uh, you'll see a video by Terrence Riley uh, giving an overview of the Lunatic line. Which get, is validated. Line. get validated. Get validated with Terrence get, Riley. Get validated with Terrence Riley. And, uh, yeah, so you can learn all about the Lunatic line. 
it's kind of their sandbox for unusual sizes and shapes and uh, check out some of the stuff that Terrence is doing uh, some really good videos out there. So check that out. You can just click on Saint the sidebar. It's St. Terrence. St. Terrence. St. Terrence of Organosa. He, he, I told him he needs to bring that, 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 that suit to uh, PCA. You know the story behind that, right? No. All right. A couple of years ago, I was at work. It's like 2019, as a matter of fact. I was at work and I was bored. I'm pretty good with Photoshop. I mean, I'm not. Wait, so you're involved with this then? Okay. I did that. I that was my. Oh, I, I hear this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did a couple. I did one of Dion and I did one of uh, myself. I did one of Skip, where I put us like on these you know monks and you know priests and shit like that. And I sent it. Something ha I think it, something happened. I think, uh, and I sent it to Jack, and then Jack sent it to him. And then it, it just died on Facebook. And then uh, Underground does this thing, and it came out on the, and they used it for a, a, a five pack sticker, which I thought was pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. So the St. Terrence of Arganosa. So it's, uh, it's been, it was, I thought it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it became, I told me needs to bring that to the PCA. Uh, um, I don't think Eduardo is going to want that, though. So no, probably not. <laughs> no, <it's> not. <laughs> probably not. A little right. blast. You know? Yeah. All right, so let's get into uh, Hector. We're going to do our great things are happening here segment, and then we have one more short segment to wrap it up. I'm not uh, going anywhere. I got right. Chrissy Crisfield watching. I'm good. All right, uh, and this, of course, um, great things are happening here, sponsored by Tobacco USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco USA, great things are happening here. So this is where we try to talk about a positive story. I think last year when we did the Lazona Palooza thing, it was like one of our most infamous ones, though. <laughs> you remember that, Bear? When we had yeah. the yeah, yeah, this was the one where we started talking about the stories, and you guys, uh, <laughs> had some interesting commentary. Uh, but let's. This but is, anyway, this is, this is one where Bear reads the story, right? Uh, we both, we both do. do. We both oh, do. both. All right. All right. So mine, I'll start with mine first because Bear's got, a, I think, a couple of things tonight. Um, and, um, mine is a story and we'll, we'll put the links of these stories into, uh, the show notes. Uh, mine's about an NBA basketball star, uh, basically donating his full salary to build a hospital in the Congo to honor his father. Um, the basketball star is Bismarck, Bismarck Biombo. Um, he is returned to the NBA after years of free agent. And he announced he's going to do donate his entire $1.3 million value of his contract from the Phoenix Suns uh, to the construction of a hospital in his hometown of the Congo. Uh, he took last year off, actually, uh, to care for his sick father who passed away uh, in August of 2021. And he said he became aware of how fortunate he was to simply be able to bring his father to the hospital. So he's basically using this, um, this salary to, uh, you know, help build, build uh, the hospital there. So uh, I thought it was a good cool job because we hear a lot about the NBA and, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad things we hear sometimes about the NBA and some of it's justified, some of it isn't. But, uh, but yeah, um, the hospital's going to be named in, in honor of the man who Miyombo described as my friend, my business partner, my mentor, and everything is falls are there. So, um, and it was something similar. The Kembe Mutombo did a similar thing to a hospital, I think, 25 years ago as well. So, um, yeah. That's uh, that's my story for this week, um, and we'll have a link out there as well to read more about the details of that that donation. Bear, you have a couple so, of things. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talk about this every other week, Coop, with the show. And, you know, for those people interested, I, I pull it from the same, I pull my stories always from the same site. I've been a reader of this website for years um, I, because, again, it, the the constant negativity can kind of just be deafening a lot of times, you know, whether you're watching your local news or whether you're even on social media, too, unless you're watching Chrissy Chrisfield's feed of just constant, like, hilarious memes. You know, you're 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 com- bombarded with, you know, bombarded with a lot of negativity. Yeah. And so I got to say is Chrissy put a smile on my face a couple times last week when I needed it. So, oh, she did. She's she the did. Yeah, best. really did. She's yeah, she really did. Yeah. You know, it was a rough week. I mean, the few times I was on social media, she put a, a smile on my face. So it was good stuff. Oh, she's a riot, man. Yeah. I love it. I love every I love. Yeah, yeah. I love every single post, man. It's 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 hilarious. But the website I pull off of is the goodnewsnetwork.org. So if you guys want to check it out, the goodnewsnetwork.org every day, there's stories uh, that aren't you know, for the most part, aren't covered by mainstream media that are just really uplifting. There's some that are funny. There's some that are fun. There's some that are heartwarming and, and there's some really great stories. Well, you know, the last few weeks have been dominated by, you know, obviously what's going on between uh, Russia and the, and the Ukraine, right? A lot of, a lot of stories have emerged from this and like your story coop of an athlete doing something for good. I thought this was really interesting. So David Beckham is probably, you know, we talked about transcending celebrities. He's probably one of the world's most well-known celebrities. And, you know, he plays a sport that I'm not terribly fond of being soccer, but the entire world loves it. But Great David sport. Beckham is, you know, is an ambassador for a lot of things. And and so he, he turned over, he turned over control of his Instagram account, which is 71 million followers strong. Just a little 70, less. Just a little less than, I, yeah. Just, I have a few less than him, Bear. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, the three of us have like a one less than one half one percent of the amount of followers combined. Uh, so has he turned over his Instagram account to uh, a Ukrainian doctor? Um, she goes by her first name only, Irina, and she's the head of the regional prenatal center in uh, Karikiv, um, which is of course a city in the Ukraine. So she's choosing to only go by her first name. Irina is working twenty four seven to help mothers give birth safely in the, one of the conflict's hottest zones right now. We are probably risking lives, uh, but we don't think about it at all, as she wrote. We love our work and we'll continue to do it. And she, is, she has taken over Beckham's account and she is posting daily uh, the stories of these mothers who are giving birth safely in one of the hottest zones during this entire conflict, which is incredible. And what a what a great way for Beckham to really spotlight, you know, the horrific nature that's going on just to the east of him uh, there in Great Britain. So, uh, you know, he's kind of following suit with the British government who sanctioned the Russian uh, billionaire who owns Chelsea FC, the third best team in the country. And so now David Beckham, who's a Manchester United guy. Uh, gave control of his Instagram account over to this doctor. And so it was a really cool story. And inside that story was another one, in, in, which was another really cool thing that caught my attention too. So just on the other side, on 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 the just on the outskirts of the border, as millions of refugees are fleeing Ukraine, uh, strangers, perfect strangers are leaving baby supplies, strollers and diapers and wipes and, you know, you know, diaper rash cream and like all the, you know, all the things that, you know, needing mothers are needing, um, at the border um, for m- mothers who are crossing the Ukrainian border as they're fleeing their home country to take care of their children. And, and it's, it's, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, Coop, 
and we've we've talked about it a number of times. You know, unfortunately, in our in human history, we we, we see these tragic events occur, and it and a lot of times it's it's these tragedies, 9/11, the the Boston Marathon bombing, where we 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 see the the uniting of of humankind and the uniting of mankind as they as it doesn't matter political allegiance it doesn't matter about race it doesn't matter about creed or sexuality or any of that we're just people taking care of people and these were two really great stories that i thought were just absolutely fantastic and really deserved mentioning on tonight's show so uh those are my great things are happening here david beckham and the thousands of strangers um helping out um mothers in truly their hour of need Good job, Bear. Good job. Yep. Uh, two good stories uh, you had there. So that was our Great Things Are Happening Here segment sponsored by Tobacco Lawyer USA. Um, I'm going to do – I'll do the Michaels read, Bear. Yes, please. All right. Uh, I want to mention Michaels Tobacco. With just over a decade of ownership, Michaels Tobacco has become the premier tobacconist for the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area and cigar patrons the world over. With two convenient locations in Euless, just a quick daunt from the DFW airport, and Keller, Texas, Michaels Tobacco stands a beacon for the Texas cigar retailers. Michaels was the very first cigar lounge in the state of Texas to add a full bar to its ever-growing list of accommodations. Proprietor Mike Peacock is a former IPCR board member and has made Michaels a family affair with his son Bob joining the ownership sports. They have assembled, quote, the greatest team in the cigar retail business, unquote, as well as built some of the finest relationships with the industry's most respected individuals. Together, they have brought a true and blessed mainstay to their respected communities. Whether you're celebrating an anniversary, birthday, hole-in-one, or just a desire to relax, Michael's Tobacco will have the perfect cigar waiting with an exquisite bed of pairing and lively conversation. Visit michaelstobacco.com for more details on a calendar of upcoming events. Michael's Tobacco, not just a cigar shop, but the perfect blend of Texas hospitality and the days of yore. All right, final segment, Hector, um, and then you're, you're free. <laughs> um, we, we, I want to I wanna just kind of get a, uh, some some thoughts on you, Hector, on the other big story besides um, the, uh, you know, the uh, Guy Fieri, the, which, which is the competing story, I think. Fieri, Fieri. Fieri. Okay. There's Correct. no T there, but that's how he says That's how he pronounces it. All right. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to help you out in case you meet him, you know? I, no, I appreciate it. You're always looking out for me. Always. Uh, and this is the whole responsible marketing thing, Hector. Uh, it's been talked about uh, a lot written about by some um and i just want to get Hector. i want to see if you had any thoughts on that as we wrap up the show hmm. that's an interesting topic listen uh i agree and and as a company i know that there earlier early on that there was a we did some projects that possibly that drew drew a little bit of ire from some people, uh, like Chinese finger trap and, and pickle juice, but I, there, there's. But well, you didn't there's, do those. But you didn't do those. But, but, but we made them. So right. listen, you, you yeah. can't you can't absolve yourself. Right. I mean, we're the factory that made them, and but you know, uh, you, you. I look at it this way. We were all, you know. Uh, I think you have to be an idiot to really truly believe that. A cigar called 
Raisin, uh, whatever. Just give me a name because I, with, with so many different names out there, I don't want to say a name that's actually being used, and somebody might think I'm 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 picking on them, you know. But, right. Raisin uh, brand, raisin brand cigar. Let's let's say, go, yeah. uh, let's go, uh, 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 the raisin brand cigar. Yeah. Listen, I understand the methodology behind it. I mean, listen, I've never tasted raisins. Actually, I have. I've tasted some. I've never tasted brand in any cigar. Uh, I've, I've, I've tasted a lot of things in cigars that, you know, and I, and I know that a lot of the thought behind it, maybe originally a lot of the thought behind it was not to entice children or young, or young pre 18 or 21 now, pre, uh, pre 21 year olds to try cigars by naming them that. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you might use a name in the title that might spring a memory in you or like, Oh, or, 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 or cause you to have an interest in trying that cigar. But let's be honest. A lot of things have also happened since then. A lot of these names just get thrown around for the sake of sounding cute. I, I think that we, we have to, as an industry, we probably have to make a concerted effort not to do that. And I see that, I see that mostly that comes in the, I think you categorized it once in the, uh, in the chat as uh, these one and dones or these limited exclusive releases that you're trying to get a quick, you know, those quick hitters. Uh, Cause there are companies that do that, that excel in that. Actually that's, that's pretty much their, that's pretty much their domain. Right. The short limited release and, and they're kitschy and they're, they're trying to be funny, but uh, you know, maybe we, we do need to refrain a little bit from that, especially in this time that we're kind of in flux with the FDA, I mean, things are coming. I know things are coming, and uh, we've we've kind of had a free a free pass for the last couple of years. And you know, but listen, I don't think for a minute that us that any manufacturer or any any small manufacturer uh, is 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 not going to draw the ire of the of the FDA because they're using something called a raisin brand. Whatever. That's the one. Right. That's the one to go with, right? Yeah, we'll go with raisin brand because I don't think there is a raisin brand cigar. Right. I th I think we have to realize that they yeah. we are they are our enemy. We are their enemy. They they don't stand. They don't believe in anything that we believe in. Uh, we are bad. We are their enemy. We are, uh, you know, people who are anti-tobacco don't see a different uh, don't differentiate between vape and cigarettes and tobacco. Tobacco is bad. All tobacco is bad. What is it? The SAT question? Not all, uh, not all fingers or thumbs, but all but thumbs or fingers. I mean, they consider us right. all in the same. Does it help? Does it does it help that we? It it doesn't help us, but it, in reality, do you think it makes a difference? Do you think it makes a difference if if if, if tomorrow every single small batch that was ever made has nothing that, that doesn't include. And are we talking about like flavors and tastes, or just like naming a cigar Captain Crunch and hoping that it'll attract? I mean, is that is that the? I think it's more. I think it's more of that the that the perception is that these things ultimately can be tied to children cigars. And I'll just say this, Hector, to kind of preface this: I think the narrative's changed a lot since papal juice, is what I'm saying. Oh, yes, yeah, Saka brought up Chinese finger trap, and, and I, I kind of get that. Yeah, I that. remember that. But, but, you but know. I think the narrative's changed because now there's so much emphasis on flavors and con con connotations to the flavors for underage. 
which I don't think two or three years ago, like maybe three years ago, I'll say I don't think it was as big an issue as it's become. I think year. there's isn't there isn't there one called milk and honey or something like that? You know, yeah, uh, there are guys who said they taste honey and cigar. I mean, listen, where do you draw the line between somebody giving a descriptor for what they taste in a cigar? But unfortunately, you know, that descriptor right. Is, is right on the cusp or, you know, right, or maybe right. it crosses the line into what can be referred to that. I, I don't think we should have anything. We, don't, we shouldn't have a cigar called Snickerdoodle or, you know. There is uh, one. There was one. Oh, really? Well, that, you know, I think that, that, that it's, it's de- listen, it's a delicate balance. It, it really is. But I, I don't think for a minute it makes a difference if we stop, if as the industry as a whole stop doing that, they're still coming for us, man. They don't give a shit. If we called ours, if we called all, if everybody, if these guys are calling it concrete and mortar, they would still come after us. They're going to come after us because that's what they're, that's what they're, they're bred to do. That's what's in there. That's what that's part of their pathology. They don't like tobacco. You know, uh, they, 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 they think we're the enemy. They think that we're bad. You know, they don't want to hear the fact, you know, some of the studies that, 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 that have shown that, you know, kids aren't walking. I don't remember. I, I remember kids. As I'd leave a convenience store, some kid outside, hey, mister, can you buy me a pack of cigarettes? But never once has a kid asked me to go into a cigar store and buy him a Churchill or a Torpedo or can I borrow your cutter? I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if it makes enough of a difference. I'm completely for anything that will get them off our back. But do you really believe that this is enough? I, okay. Um, so I'll bite. Hector, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you to the to the extent of that they're coming regardless. I, I'm I'm with you 100 on that. They're they our our enemies do not sleep, and and I I agree with you. And I think that's a valid point. And you you ask the question, well, does it does it make a difference? Does it make a dent? You you have a military background, Hector. I mean, do do you not do you not fight? Do you not fight for what's right? Of course. And because we'll, and, and do you, we'll I mean, do you not fight the losing battle just because you think it's it's not going to make that much of a difference, any difference? What if what if they were to come after us because they think that the depiction of the warhead resembles a toy? Well, you know it doesn't. But what if, the, you know, listen, uh, people make shit up as they go along. True. All it takes is one. Well, why give them ammo, though? Why give them ammo? But the problem is I don't think it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we do. Everything we do is ammo for them. Everything we do is ammo for them. You know, it's it. They won't be satisfied until tobacco is restricted. Plain packaging, uh, you know, there's plain packaging in place, and no evolution. They're not huh? going to rest until it's gone completely. Well, you know, and you know, not not worrying about the hundred thousand farmers out there that, that grow tobacco, even even in this yeah. country. I mean, you know, it's 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 crazy. Uh, yeah, the tobacco farmers I, and drug I, dealer, as far as they're concerned. I can't argue with you know Monado's article. I he makes good points, and you know how. You know how crazy that makes me to say, you know, that I, that I, but I, but I agree. He makes, he made good points on that article, but at the end of the day, how much is enough? Not to quote an old fix song, but how, how, you know, how long, how much, how long is enough? You know, uh, when are they, when, when, where does it stop? When is after, all right, well, you know, uh, beverages, anything that, that relates to a beverage, a malt, uh, licorice, uh, that can be related to. I don't know any kid who still likes licorice. I remember kids when when we were kids, we weren't even into. Yeah. You know, and and is licorice not a descriptor when people talk right. about cigars? That's a fair point. Yeah. How about how about yeah? How about like sarsaparilla? That's a kind of a weird one because 
Sarsaparilla really yeah, is something that's kids, a root beer. Kid, kids don't know what sarsaparilla is. They don't really know. It was an elixir, right? Like that's what well, originally. That's no, it was, it was. It's the. It was the old west version of root beer, man. Is what it was. Right, right. right. It's, it's, it would, with sarsaparilla root or some whatever the fuck it's yeah, in it. Yeah, sarsaparilla root. Yeah. But you know, why did they name it that? Because they they got a hint of it when they they, they, they when they smoked it for the first yeah. time. But again, the narrative was so different back then. Um. It wasn't. This wasn't something that was under the microscope. But but I just think we're we're as an industry, we're going to be forced to twist and turn at their beck and call as to what they. It's like, what do you find offensive? And anything that we do, they find offensive. You know, and I hate to be that guy, but fuck those guys. I mean, you know, they hate us. It doesn't matter what we did. That's yeah. I mean, and if you yeah, I I prayed, I prayed, I prayed that when they were working on COVID vaccines and they were working on one that was some kind of tobacco based one, that yeah. that would have been the one that would have hit. Oh my God. You know, uh, I, I, no, they, they did. Had... They, they developed a cure to Ebola, but you didn't hear about that shit. You're absolutely right. Because yeah, they, they, don't want yeah. To hear. they don't care about us. They don't care about us. This outgoing FDA guys of Schmendrick, you know, it, it, you know, and, and I, I just don't think that it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter which way we bend over for them. They're going to stick it to us in the end. They're gonna. They want to stick it to us in the end. And listen, if if I'm all for it, if you really believe, if the people who are out there pushing this, uh, pushing this agenda, that you know, the, that naming something that 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 could correlate to something that has to do with children, that could relate to it in some, even in the most minimal sense, will get them off our back. I'm for it, but I don't think it makes a goddamn difference. I don't. They're okay. out. They're out to get us. They are. Whether we. Whether we 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 change, we call every everything we give every anything that has anything remotely to do. And oh, here's another thing I forgot. How many of us? How many of us? How many of us thrive on what our childhood was? And a lot of these things have to do with our childhood that bring it. Did we lose Coop? I think I'm he here. wants me to fight this one by myself. I'm here. No, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, my video went off. Sorry about that. Yeah. You know how many of these things are you know they're 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 marketing ploys, I, but I don't think never I, I I've never sat with anybody in this industry in my ten years who's ever said bro we're really trying to go after that kid market, no not once. So it doesn't matter, guys. Listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if 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 the people who who are pushing this agenda and really truly believe this, they think that then I'm I'm for it. But at the end of the day, I don't want to say I told you so. But I will be the guy who said I informed you thusly that it doesn't matter to these other people. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter how we discipline, how we self-contain ourselves, or try to self, you know, uh, uh, try to uh, self-regulate. Oh self-regulate ourselves. They're coming after us, and they're coming after us hard. You know. Okay, so turning the page on it for a sec. There, your, your point's well taken, Hector. I, I, I don't want to dismiss it because I think no, I, 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 that's you. you I, that's my that's my opinion. I think that we yeah. can try. I, I mean, anything blatant. Yes, I think we should. We should try to stay away from anything blatant. We shouldn't come out with a cigar called Lego Blocks or some shit like that. I mean, maybe that's you know, maybe that's a little bit too blatant. Or you know, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, what's that? What's other that issues sh- there besides kids? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I but what's you. that? What's the name of that shark? Baby shark or baby? You know, the baby shark cigar. Maybe we shouldn't do that. That's that's bad form. But it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what we do. Go ahead. Okay, so, no, I was just going to say. So turning a turning a page on that. So t- to your point, okay. 
but what about what about the own division that it's causing in between the industry? I mean, we've got we've got very very deliberate factions that are separating the industry on this particular issue, and we've got I mean the 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 people on the side of it you know who you know want to just quote unquote have fun, and are you know saying you know making that similar argument that you just made too like oh well they're coming after us regardless, but I mean there there are very important people in this industry and that you know are very impassioned about being against and the, the, it's created this infighting. You, you, you have, well, but like I, I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you agree that like that's I bad for this industry? Of course, infighting is bad and bad and infighting is bad anywhere in a squad, in a clubhouse, in an industry, you know, we're, we're a micro, we're, we're a micro world. You know, it's just, you know, it's just us. And of course, infighting is bad. And eventually people are going to be, they're going to be torn into two camps. You know, what's going to happen to the, uh, well, but, but it's going to get, it's going to further divide. So it'll just be them against the world. And, you know, what's going to happen is that the people who are against it believe that when the hammer comes down, it's going to come down on all of us because of those guys. I have, I have news for you. It's going to come down on all of us regardless of that. I think, yes, I would love for them to stop doing that. I would love for them to stop, to, to draw, to stop drawing unnecessary attention to the products that we make. Okay. But at the end of the day, you know, we can't, you know, how do we enforce that? How do we enforce that among ourselves? And we're not, we're not, regu we're not regulated as a company. We're not, we don't regulate ourselves as manufacturers. No. It was, okay. it's, I've heard people say self-regulation is a, a task. I don't think this industry. Oh my God. It's a, well, most of the people don't even like you asked the question. You asked the question, most Hector. You said, how do we, how do we stop it? You don't make but it. You tell a guy that you tell a guy that that he's going to tell you this is my livelihood. This is what I do for a living, and I can't do it because you believe this. You know, he's going to look for some kind of legal. He's going to look for some kind of legal backing. Is he not? Yeah. You know, you know and and since there, listen, you you we we have no power of oversight because we don't self-regulate to begin with. Listen, I like I said earlier, I am all for getting these guys off our backs, getting these guys to look the other way for a while longer. Telling those guys to, you know, for, for those guys to, to not pick and choose what, re what reports come out and what findings are made, because it doesn't matter. They always go with the, they, 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 they will, they will, they will sidestep the ones that make tobacco look not as, you know, to make the, to make the cigar industry look okay. They will bypass those. They go right for the ones that, that right for the juggler. But I don't. I don't know what else. I don't know what else to tell you, you know. And and you're saying there's infighting. Listen, there's always been infighting. There's a lot of guys who don't like each other in this industry. They all look great in the cigar aficionado every two months when they take a picture at events, and and everybody's all smiling and happy. And then the the other the other two the the time between these two months, they're they're at each other's throats and they can't stand each other. It's ridiculous. You know, who's the only person who can stop this? In my opinion, the only person who can stop this is the retailer. The retailer says, I'm not going to buy that. Or the consumer just say, we're not going to buy it. The consumer says, but, but they're not going to do it. You're asking an industry that doesn't get along with, doesn't get along with itself to begin with. That is, that is drawn in all these different directions, has all these figures in it. You're asking them to regulate. You're asking them to self-regulate. When truly the only true regulation here from come from the consumer and the retailer. The retailer can say, "Listen, I will not carry something called whatever gummy bear. I'm not carrying that, or whatever sugar coated smacks or sugar or sugar frosted. I'm not carrying that." And then the consumer is going to say, "This is bad. I'm not going to do it." You guys, those are truly the only ones with the power.
because they're the ones who buy the product. But the consumer isn't educated enough to to make that decision. I'm not calling consumers idiots, but I'm just I'm saying. I'm not like, calling them idiots. I, I, don't, I don't think. No, 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 no. I, no, I'm not putting that on you, Victor. I'm not putting no, that on you. No, 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 no. And I'm not calling them idiots either. I agree with you. But, you know, we are in we are in a cigar world where the consumer is a lot more educated than he was 10, more, 10 years ago. Yeah, that's you true. Know? No, that's and, true. And listen, you know, the, the, when, where does common sense come into play on this? Where does the consumer say, you know, I draw the line here? But. You know what? A lot of these consumers love it. A lot of these consumers love those little novelty items. They love it. They do. They do. And it helps sell a lot of mediocre cigars. Uh, it's, that, it's that's a not good for the industry either, then. Of course, that's not good for the industry, but that's the mediocre cigars have been part of the industry for years. True. Listen, it's, 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 it's just a vicious circle here. It's a vicious, you know, it, it, there's just no end to this. It just goes round and round. You know, the, you can't blame, you, you're saying we can't blame the consumer because the consumer is not educated. And, I, and you're, you, you, and to a point, you're right. They're not educated on the topic. I'm not saying that they're not educated on the topic. They're just not educated on the ramifications of what the FDA right. can do. But, but about the retailers? The retailers, you're right. No, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think we all share a little, we all share some responsibility in this. I think that, you know, you want every manufacturer to take a pledge. I will not do, I won't, I won't come out with Play-Doh this year because, you know, Play-Doh, because, you know, it, it does look like it's corner. And the retailer should say, you know what, I can't carry anything called uh, uh, jungle juice because, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm so old now that I don't even know what's popular for kids now, to be honest with you. My kids are all in their, are in their 20s and my oldest is 35, so I don't know what relates but i think uh, uh thinking about my grandson who's 10 so his concern is dinosaurs and tyrannosaurus rex and king kong so Don't give him any ideas <laughs> so if somebody comes out if somebody comes out with a cigar called king kong because it's a eight and a half by 85 batola all right is that is that is that a cigar that's is that are you pandering to children if you called it king kong no, well, but you made that argument at the top of your argument, which is saying none of these are marketed to kids because we don't, I don't we don't actively do it. We don't actively do it. Listen, I've seen, you know, look, my, my shop that I go to, anybody who, I've seen him ID guys who are in their mid-20s. He doesn't want, you don't want no fucking problems. You don't want any problems in any state. I mean, when it comes to miners buying tobacco, I've seen what's happened to these guys. But, you know, if the manufacturers can't come to grips with it, if they won't pledge that they won't do it, if the retailer won't pledge that he won't carry those things, and if the man, if the consumer won't 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 buy it, then we're we're not getting anywhere. All we're doing is just spinning our wheels. I mean, did I did I take this in the wrong direction? That I no, did absolutely I not. No, no, no. no, 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 no I think you brought some good points up. I didn't want to shit in anybody's cereal, but I mean, I'm just I'm I'm just saying. I think there's more. I think there's more here than just the manufacturers that should be held accountable. I think it's, you know, it's, this is a three headed monster. And I think all of them have, all of them have perspectives, you know, responsibilities. That I this. agree with you. I, that I agree with you on. You know, and listen, you guys are specific media because your media, you're the, you guys, your news and your features and your stories are geared to the cigar smoking public. All right. You guys have put the word out. Uh, Half wheel wrote an article. You wrote an article. You know, you're doing your part. But at the end of the day, if the guy wants to buy something because he thinks it's kitschy and it's a novelty item, you know, he's going to buy it. He, he, you know, at the end of the day, I've heard some of these guys who buy some of these products, you know, some of these consumers who told me, they go, ah, cigar sucks, but I really like the name. 
and I really liked the packaging. The packaging was cool, so I bought it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, there's you know. plenty of blame. There's plenty of blame to spread among all of us. No, that's hundred percent. But all yeah. I hear, but all I hear is the manufacturers and the manufacturer. The man. Well, wait a minute. Not just the manufacturers and brand owners. What about consumers? What about retailers? You know, factories. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot. Every, I mean, band makers. Yeah. Did you They're, see the report? How many more cigars were imported last year than the year before? Twenty-five percent. We are smoking a lot. But this you know, you know what's funny is those those imports are not like I don't know how to say it. They're not because of boutique cigars. Well, no, they're not. They're 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 not. I mean, I could tell you. All right, but but let's all right. Boutique cigars. All right, this is very simple. We can fix this formula simply. Right. How much of the boutique market makes up the regular Main Street cigar market? Less than one half of one percent. Right, no, let's say 5%, right? Yeah. So of that 25% increase, take the, that 25% and spread it across. How much of that increase is in boutiques? Another 2%? 2% yeah. of that? Yeah. So, yeah. Is, it, so they, are, they are climbing along steadily at the same pace. They're climbing at the same pace. They didn't, like, what I, what I was talking to someone else about it. But, but we didn't... see more of them now, and we're seeing more of them now. Social media. The uh, you know uh, uh, online every there you're seeing them everywhere direct to consumer you you know you're, you're seeing a whole bunch of shit yeah no the blame, look, to to answer your question in a nutshell to go back and just kind of surmise this listen uh, I would love I would love nothing better and I would love nothing better than for us to 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 play as an industry that we would try to you know try to do as much as possible to keep the regulators and regulations off our back. However, it's not just our responsibility. Is that, is uh, that I, I, and I agree with you. I, I, I'm like, no, I agree with that. No, I, I think I we're in agreement with that. Yeah. The five minute rant and just answer. You can just use my last answer. there because I think that's, that's the most accurate one. I agree. Well, I just are, you gonna, you gonna, are you going to have, I, I just think it'll be weird. You know, when, when you start, when you have manufacturers taking pledges that they're not going to do this, they're not going to do that. Okay. That's going to just make, that's going to, it's, it's, you're going to have division. You already have division. You've always had division between the, yeah. the, 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 the big guys and the small guys. And now, now you have a whole sect of middle guys. Yeah. You have a whole guys, a bunch of guys in the middle. Yeah. So. Want to ask me what's going on in Russia and Ukraine? You want my opinion on that, or not really? <laughs> okay, <laughs> not really. Cuban tobacco? Uh, uh, no, no, okay. Not, not <laughs> but if you didn't get enough of this talk, uh, we are we are having tomorrow's uh, show. We're having uh, some media folks on. We're gonna have the how about the cigar guys on, the hustler guys. Um, what time is your show? Uh, Ten tomorrow. 10 on tomorrow. Wednesday, we're doing a Wednesday show because uh, Loomis is going on vacation. Try okay. Uh yeah, and then we're missing. We're not doing a show the following week, so uh, we, we wanted to get the show in. So we're doing. We we're gonna have uh the meet. We're gonna break down the NASA report, and we're gonna be talking about responsible marketing and all that. Fun I know. Stuff. I know McTavish is gonna be on that show, right? McTavish is gonna be that's, on that. Show. That's got that's got Johnny. That's got Johnny Mac written all over it. Right yeah, there. that's kind of how it genesis of this came. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh you know we it's kind of we we brought some different folks on you know to kind of just you know get different perspectives we you know haven't been on some shows yet so so we'll, we'll have a i think it'll be in a very interesting conversation all right but uh with that thought hector we want to thank you very much for being on the yes. show tonight 
Uh, great show. Uh, looking forward to your reports from Lazona Palooza. Uh, I'll be reporting from the cave, from the back cave. Yep. Uh, you have to let me know who you threw out of your office and uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, other, yeah. other than one, other than one, can't tell. Hey, how many? Times? Actually, one. It's a it's a brand new one, baby. We we are. We'll see. We'll see. It's, brand it's new one. Brand new. What, we, what, did, what did I call it in the chat? Schrodinger's Schroeder, Schrodinger's can't sell. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Times change, but human nature remains the same. You can't, <laughs> you can't be wrong until he proves you right. You know. So uh, you you I, I uh, <laughs> we'll see. Let's Mr. see. Mr. Warren putting a positive spin on something. There you go. Okay. Wow. Wow. So. Uh, we shall see. I mean, will there be? I mean, if there's the bar, will be there, right? One, one's 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 a, a different guy now. One answers his phone. One calls. One text messages. Timely. I can't complain. There you go. And listen, we're gonna complain about one. Does he? Does he shut up and smoke it like you've always wanted? Actually, he does. He's, you know what? I, I rag on him a lot. But <laughs> we, uh, he, no, he's he comes, very good. You guys have a great partnership. I know. We, 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 we when he comes balls. into the office, we bust his balls. But when he comes in the office, he's all business. So that's good to hear. That's I, good. Listen, I want, I want Lazona Palooza to just fly by, baby. I want it to be Monday. So let's, uh, let's get going with this, you know? <laughs> all right. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, again, uh, I want to thank our audience who tuned in. Victor, by the way, Victor Van Pelt tuned in i think he missed the whole discussion on the mistress so you may He'll want watch to, it he'll watch it and you may want to rewind uh, yeah victor your, your ears may have been ringing so uh, all positive victor but uh thanks to everybody who tuned in tonight um no baseball show. no baseball show. yeah baseball no, no show. Let's, get, let's get to the baseball show bro we need to what's what's when's the baseball show uh we're, we're planning the first tuesday of the month the next show so you're gonna be back for the next show actually <laughs> Oh, we there actually, you go. We have, yeah, so if you can make it, uh, we. I'm we a have, draw, baby. I'm a draw. We have, we haven't put the invite <laughs> out there. We just talked about that last night. So, uh, so yeah. All right. So yeah, and we'll get to talk all about runners on second base and. Uh, oh God! Uh, and I thought the shift was outlawed, and I saw the shift during yeah, the game today. That bothered me. Yeah, yeah. So all uh, we may not be talking about robot empires that night. Uh, well, Aaron will not, get that. No, he Aaron may not be. He, he may not be able to make it. That's why. So. Really? Uh, no baseball show without Aaron? He's on, he's on vacation. He's taking a big vacation. So, Wow. I'm not sure where he's going, but yeah, he's got some vacation time. That's weird. Yep. So uh, I think he's got his baseball draft as part of this. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think he's got something going on with it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see with that. Yeah, baseball. Uh, nerd. Yep. yep. But uh, yeah, again, Bear, thank you as well uh, for being in. Um, and uh, that's going to uh, wrap up. Primetime special edition, 117 the Annals of History for Tuesday, March 22nd. Now, Wednesday, March 23rd on the East Coast, Lazona Palooza Eve. Uh, we'll see everybody. Uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow night and then uh, we'll go from there. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. I forgot. Uh, 90s Madness is going on on Primetime Jukebox right now. So, Hector, your your one of your matchups is finishing up. Uh, I told you that was going to be a slaughter. Uh, uh, that's Nirvana. Nirvana's going to win the whole thing. I'm telling you. Oh, we'll see. Hector's got Nirvana's Nevermind as the top seed overall in the tournament. So uh, we shall see. Uh, then tomorrow there'll be two new matchups at 6 p.m. Uh, you'll see McTavish and uh, my matchups come. And right now Dave's and yours are going to wrap up by 6 tomorrow night. We'll have a winner declared to go on to the next round. So better than that March snooze fest going on. I'm not a fan of March Madness, so. 
Hey, Miami, the Hurricanes in the in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Larry, Nega, Larry, Larry Nega's a hell of a coach, buddy. Let me tell you, Auburn was possibly the best team in the country at many times. Oh, the that's a big win. I just think there's too that's many teams huge, in the man. tournament, though. I don't want to see the. What happens is the upsets are great, right? Everyone loves the upsets, but what happens is you get crappy games in the next round. <laughs> oh well, you know, listen, Miami. If Miami beats Iowa State, they're going to get their ass handed to them by Kansas. I mean, that's just that's that's you know. But this is a recruiting tool. The Sweet Sixteen is a re, the, the the tournament is a recruiting tool. That's how you get guys to come to your college. Hey, That's we were true. Just, uh, fair point. We were it's a fair the elite eight. You know, it's it's what happens. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, guys. Take care. 180 minutes of fun. Yep, we did it. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see everybody next time. Take care.